One of my oh. fa- one of my favorites is uh, this one. <laughs> now the real teaser is is that going to describe Suicide Squad? Huh? Uh, this one will. Okay, we might need to have that um that one sound drop, and I just I just lost it. Um, the Batman sound, like when he goes from like scene to scene, in the old te- yeah, where it's like, will Batman get out of this precarious situation? <laughs> yeah, we need that. I think we have to get that one. Yeah, definitely. That was the okay. longest cameo appearance I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Can he be considered a cameo if – oh, wait, wait. Was he in – I haven't seen Suicide Squad, so. I, uh... Oh, okay. Well, I'm not going to give anything up, but okay. it was um, – I guess it was an extended cameo by um, Ben Affleck as Batman. I was oh, yeah, curious. Right. I was curious yeah. as if t- they used him. Well, because one of the guys from Comics Online did a review, Matt Cernacker, which, by the way, since we're live now because it's 745 – um, Matt Cernacker did a great review of Suicide Squad, which you can check at comicsonline.com. But if I remember correctly, Mr. Ulysses Campbell, hint, hint, our secret special guest, um, you did a review of this as well. Is that correct? Yes, I did. Ah, where can we read this review that you did of this wonderful movie that just came out called Suicide Squad? Well, it's not available to be read yet. I actually, um, gave it on, um, a morning show that I do. On WERA 96.7 FM in Arlington called TMI, Too Much Information, with Alvin Jones and Ulysses E. Campbell. And uh, so – but I am going to uh, extract the audio from TMI and I will put the review up on the Fantastic Forum webpage and I will likely – um, offer the review again on Fantastic Forum, uh, which airs tomorrow uh, at 4 p.m. on WERA 96.7 FM, uh, which if you happen to be out of the listening area, you can hear on WERA.FM. Beautiful. Which if you haven't heard the show yet, I highly suggest uh, listening to it when you get a chance. It's, it's great radio. I enjoy it, um, especially too, because it's not just well, first off, talk radio is like pretty much dead, and you guys are actually doing that, which nobody does anymore. But also, too, like your choices of music, just all over the spectrum. I mean, you guys choose. I mean, there's there's jazz, there's there's funk, there's a little bit of everything that you just don't hear anymore. And it's, I mean, it's a, it's a nice breath of fresh air in a very static, unchanging, canned radio world that we live in now. So definitely applause well, to you guys for that. I mean, I, I love I love having something that's not the norm. So. Well, thank you very much. Um, one of the things that uh, Alvin, you know, of course, who is a longtime radio professional yeah. in the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area, um, well, in television, too, actually. But one of the things that he loves is the fact that WERA uh, does not have an established format to which we must adhere. Yeah. And it gives you a great deal of freedom uh, in terms of the sort of program that you can produce uh, musically and uh, talk in terms of the guests that you have. Um, You know, we're just, uh, we defy being pigeonholed. Which I mean is, is again, I mean, just fantastic because it's most of the time, it's just like the same stuff you hear over and over again. Hey, how about that weather? Sure is hot. (laughs) 24 after the hour. Like it just, it gets old really, really quick. So exactly. Well, and the whole reason they say 24 after the hour is because a lot of those are canned shows. They're syndicated. They can't say 24 after nine because depending on where the show is airing, it might not be nine o'clock. Whoa. (laughs) Whoa. 
He just broke mine. I, the, the, I know, just <laughs> gone. Just, just ruined everything. Um, so you guys might be wondering, you know who I am. I'm Mike Lunsford. I'm the host of Comics Online Pirate Radio. You know Eric, because Eric is now going on his third episode. Yep. Yeah, uh, Eric's on his third episode. We got EK the DJ here as well. <laughs> Very appropriate. Oh, oh not at all. Sad, <laughs> sad EK the DJ. But there's this other guy that you're hearing too. Um, who is he? Well, you're going to find out right after we start the show because this is Comics Online Pirate Radio. For everything geek pop culture, I'm Kevin Goswan and this is Comics Online. It's called Pirate Radio. This makes them not shenanigans at all, right? Evil shenanigans. I swear to God, I'll pistol whip the next guy that says shenanigans. You mess with Eric the DJ and I'll rip your head off and down your neck. It's called Power Radio. Mike Lunsford, balls of steel. I am Locutus of Borg. Resistance is futile. You're like, oh, these are stupid guns. Guns are for jerks. Ma'am, I will end you. Verb, verb, all the nouns, all of the nouns. You're verbing all the nouns. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Pirate Radio. Bitches. I don't know how it's even possible to function when you've heard John St. John say "bitches" with that so awesome, awesome baritone. Like he just, bitches. it just like, yeah, I know it just shakes your bones when you hear him say that. That is such a boss opening, man. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Oh, yeah, we were we worked hard on that one. That's that's like our that was many blood, sweat, and tears were poured into that in order to make that sound as awesome as it did. So I appreciate that. Yeah, I get psyched sitting here listening to that startup every time. Like, it's, oh yeah, it's such a great intro. Yeah, and like what me and you? me and Ek like high five each other when we do this. I'm like, dude, listen to this. How cool is this? And he's so like, I know, fun. right? Yeah. So much fun. Yeah, welcome to Comics Online Pirate Radio. My name is Mike Lunsford. I am your host for this evening's festivities. Uh, to my right. Um, or if you're uh, looking from like stage sense, I guess it would be to your stage left. That would be uh, Mr. Eric Meyer. What's going on, guys? We've got behind the board, we've got Mr. E.K., the DJ. Hello. And then via the magical, mystical means of Skype through the power of the internet, we have got Ulysses E. Campbell. He is the host. He is the producer of Fantastic Forum. He is also the co-host of TMI, Too Much Information, on WERA-FM, which you can hear on is it ninety six point seven? Ninety six point seven. Look, I even remembered that. And you can check it online, which is WERAFM dot com. Please everybody welcome Ulysses Campbell. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, of course. So there's this movie that hasn't even come out yet. That people like you, because you're awesome and you're in the well, press. No wonder I haven't seen it, because it hasn't even come out yet. <laughs> I can't see it yet. Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, it'll be out very, very soon, though, uh, Mr. E.K., the DJ. And that Aren't is... Are uh, like, screenings tonight? I mean, isn't, like, can't you go and... Oh, um, I'm sure there's a midnight screening. I'm, I'm sure. sure there are lots of sweaty fanboys waiting in line to watch this movie at midnight, but I don't want to be one of them, so... Exactly. I'm not going to go sit. Yeah, no, no. I'm too old for that stuff, man. Like, but let me tell you. Let me tell you about yeah. these uh, so-called midnight screenings. At yeah. least, I mean, I, I'm assuming they're going to do the same thing for this that they did for um uh for batman versus superman yeah. and for captain america civil war um used to be because it was a friday release they would wait until 12 midnight 
Um, you know, but of course you go in on Thursday evening and you wait yeah. till 12 midnight and then they would show it. But now they've started having shows on Thursday night, even though it's a Friday release. Yeah, I don't understand like that. 7.30 show, you could see a 9.30 show, you can see a 10, 10 o'clock show. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, what ch- well, I wonder what changed with that. Where, Yeah, because I remember that too. You had to wait till midnight. Mm-hmm. Like I want to say the last one that I saw midnight release was um, was The Dark Knight. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Dark Knight, and I remember waiting outside of the theater. Yeah, getting there about like eleven o'clock, thinking oh, an hour would be enough, and there was a line yeah. like outside the door. Yeah, and we sat there literally until like yeah eleven fifty nine. They yeah. didn't let's start letting people in. Yeah, I wonder when that changed or, or why that changed. But um, and Eric, I, I was living just recently. Yeah, I was living down here in Fredericksburg too. So you probably remember this. It was the, the there's two theaters. And you, you can probably appreciate this, too, in D.C., because there's probably more than just two. But the, there's the good theater, and then there's the <laughs> shitty theater. Well, the yep. shitty theater had Batman. So you had to go yep. to the one with the sticky floors and the busted seats and, like, the crappy – yeah, like, it was – but it was Batman. It didn't matter. Yeah, it was Dark Knight. Which, well, in my opinion, to this day is still, like, the best comic book movie. I think Dark Knight trumps all the other ones. Well, we're going to have to agree to disagree on that. Okay. <laughs> okay, fine. We'll, we'll take we'll, – I would love to get into this – to this discussion a little bit. I think I think we can, but I, w- I definitely want to start with Suicide Squad yeah, yeah, and then yeah. kind of go into what we were going to discuss. By the way, if you're wondering what we're going to discuss tonight, we're going to talk about the uh, the new movie Suicide Squad, but we're also going to talk about some pretty crazy stuff that's been going on with uh, some backlash from the DC comic book fan um, universe. They've been pretty upset about the way um, Rotten Tomatoes is rating their movies, and it really brings up the question of political correctness. Like, what's too far... Like, how far are, are do we have to go with this? Um, and what's what's reasonable? What's a reasonable expectation with this? One of the other things we want to talk about, Yuli, uh, and we'll give you plenty of time to think about this, too, because we'll talk about it. Um, the TV show Stranger Things just came out on Netflix about two, three weeks ago. We are all just hooked. Everybody in the room here has seen it and absolutely loves it. We're not going to spoil anything for you, though, so you can get a chance to watch it. But that show does deal with some alternate universes and some cooler different timelines and different worlds. We wanted to ask you if there was any fictional universe, like whether it was Star Wars or Star Trek, or you could live in the Marvel universe or the DC universe, what universe would you live in and why? Um, we've already got our answers pretty much ready for this one, but we'll give you a chance to kind of think up something too. But let's um, let's start, since you were the only one in the room that has actually seen Suicide I can't even say it, geez. Suicide <laughs> Squad. Uh, tell us a little bit about Suicide Squad. Well, okay. Um Suicide Squad, uh, first, uh, let me just preface this by uh, saying that um, I enjoyed the movie, and um, it was uh, a bit heavy, particularly in the first act. It was a bit heavy on the exposition, as one might expect. One of the uh, criticisms that I have of team movies is that uh, they frequently um, leave some characters undeveloped or underdeveloped just based on the fact that they have so many different characters that they have to deal with. Yeah. So that absolutely was a problem in this movie, although ultimately it didn't detract from the overall enjoyment of it. Um, you know, but as you might imagine, unlike Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman, uh, characters like Deadshot and Diablo and Katana aren't exactly the household names that these other characters are. Yeah. And so there's considerably less recognition of who they are and what they bring to the table. So you kind of need a little bit of exposition in order to at least familiarize yourself with these 
I wouldn't say B-list superheroes, but more of the obscure superhero or, or supervillain as it, as it opposes with um, Suicide Squad. Well, yeah, and in fact, uh, I'm glad you mentioned that because that was another point that I had with this film because I like the fact that this was a team of villains. Um, that said, it, it's a departure from previous comic book movies because these guys are the worst of the worst. I mean, they're villains plucked from the deepest, darkest prison cells and deployed on missions where the government needs deniability in case things go wrong. I mean, you got literally a bunch of guys who you can disavow uh, if the need arises and so uh you know hence you send them on suicide missions and yeah. you know their suicide squad exactly so um i liked a lot of the performances uh it, it is absolutely um will smith and margot robbie's uh, film they are the they, the uh, the stars uh both of them turn in extremely credible performances as deadshot and harley quinn will smith is a terrific actor he makes the most of what they gave him here um Jared Leto has uh, one of the stronger supporting roles as the Joker. Yeah. Uh, Viola Davis is also exceptional as Amanda Waller. Of course, anybody who's read the comics is familiar with this character. And um, uh, Viola Davis does not disappoint. She plays Waller as dedicated and totally ruthless. Nice. And I'm going to put the emphasis <laughs> on totally ruthless here. You yeah. know, um, Joel Kinnaman does a pretty good turn as Rick Flagg. Um, his romance with Cara Delevingne is a major story element. She plays Dr. June Moon, the luckless archaeologist who becomes the magical enchantress. Uh, other supporting cast members include uh, Jay Hernandez as Diablo, um, Jai Courtney as Captain Boomerang, Karen Fukuhara as Katana, uh, Adewale Akinuwe Abaje as Killer Croc, who I didn't even recognize because wow. of the extensive makeup and vocal filtering. Um, and he looked ben good, Affleck, too. He looked like Killer I was, Croc. I was very excited to see uh, how Killer Croc turned out. Yeah, he's, you know, he, he's pretty good. I mean, he doesn't have the, um, the, the, the physical size that you would look for in Croc. I mean, yep. I, I mainly um, like what they did in Batman the Animated Series with that particular character. Yeah. Um, so he doesn't, he doesn't have that. I mean, he's more normal human size, but, uh, you know, they, and this is, this is triple a, this is, uh, Mr. Echo from lost. Yes. Mr. Oh. Echo. Yeah. Mr. Echo from lost is, I didn't. Wow. Are you serious? I'm trying to piece together Surprise. the, I didn't even put that together. Oh, Hey, by the way, who's that talking on the microphone? That would be Kevin Goswan, editor in chief of comics online. Kevin, welcome to the podcast, my friend. Hey, oh. Oh, Kevin just snuck in here. He's sneaky like that. He's, <laughs> he's, actually, very sneaky. he's actually been here for quite a few minutes. He's just been quiet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Taking stock of everything. Yeah. Well, oh. you know, when you have somebody like Ulysses Campbell on your show, you, I, I don't want to step on him too hard because I was going to make, you know, if it was just you guys, I would have gone and, and, and jumped in and said something, you know, <laughs> just made some ridiculous uh, jokes in the middle of this, but uh, Yuli's got this, this great ability to, 
to speak like someone else might write a final draft of, of something. <laughs> he does, unlike, yeah. unlike myself. Let me yeah. just tell you, I don't know about the rest of you, but I can't do that. And uh, at least not usually. No, he does have a certain uh, quality about him where it, it's it's almost it's almost Morgan Freeman-esque in the he's sense that like, organized yes, you want to stop and listen he, to what he's saying, like no yeah, matter what. Yeah. Yeah. It's really impressive. I really yeah. appreciate you coming on. Yeah. Killer Croc uh, was found in the sewers of Gotham. <laughs> climbed through 400 yards I'd of like mess. To, I'd, I'd like to tell you that Deadshot fought off the sisters. Hey, but, but you know something? You know what I really liked about this movie, though? What's that? Uh, again, I was entertained, yep. Yep. but it doesn't try to be anything more than what it is. Okay. There are a lot of special effects and action and fights and pyrotechnics and comedy and some really twisted romance. Um uh, again, it does suffer from the same problem that plagued most ensemble movies, that uneven character development, but it's not so great an issue as to detract from the overall enjoyment. Okay. Um, I did find it to be fairly predictable, which is liable to irritate some moviegoers, but if you're a fan of Suicide Squad comics uh, you know, from creator John Ostrander, you should get a kick out of it. And In fact, look for a nod to Ostrander as his name is prominently featured on a building in Act 2. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I mean, in terms of like the bottom line with my review, I uh, I gave it two stars out of a possible four. Okay. And um, I did go out of my way in the review to say, don't let reviews dictate what you decide to do with this movie. See it for yourself. Yeah. Um, because if you're a comic book fan or a follower or one of the principal performers, um, you know, it, it's worth it. Um, it's 123 minutes and rated PG-13 for violence and language. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and that's that's pretty consistent with what um, Matt Cernacker, one of our uh, our editors at Comics Online, said too. He gave mm. it three out of five stars, which I mean, two out of four, three out of five, about the same. Yeah. Um, and he said the same thing. He said that the story was a little bit lacking, but I mean, that's what you run into with ensemble movies, like you said. But overall, if you were going to give a recommendation to somebody, they got twenty bucks and they're like, "I got to go see something in the movies. What am I going to see? Is this the movie they should go see?" Um. Well, okay. I got to tell you, I'm not entirely objective. Uh, so I would probably say yes. Um, of the films that are out right now, um, I, Ghostbusters was generally better reviewed. That Star Trek Beyond yeah. got oh. really good reviews. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, of course, there's Finding Dory, if you're into that. <laughs> you know, a movie. Legend of Tarzan. Yeah. Um, you know, Jason Bourne. Um, you know, be- oh, yeah. between of all of those, right I would see all five of those first. How dare you not mention the Secret Life of Pets? <laughs> 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 which, which, all joking aside, did get like a lot of yeah. like, rave reviews from the single parents that I know. Yeah, <laughs> the one what's, was it Nerve? Like my my daughter went and saw that one, and I was like, there were all these cool movies out, and you went and saw Nerve, and she was like, I'm not gonna go see Star Trek. I'm not a nerd, and I was like, you <laughs> watch your mouth right now, <laughs> bite your you tongue. Are you are grounded. grounded. <laughs> you are so grounded. <laughs> well, okay, I guess you can throw in yeah. Secret Life of Pets and Bad Moms at this point. Yeah, it's a it's a big another, listen. Uh, I'd like to throw in Bad Moms. I mean, who, I mean, <laughs> rim rim shot for that one. Yeah, I mean, who wouldn't want to throw gonna, in the I'm, Bad Moms? I'm not you know? give, I wasn't gonna give myself the rim shot, but now that you mentioned it. Hey, all right. He'll be That's here all I'm week. From yes. the bad moms, am I right? <laughs> I know. Um, so, so what you're saying then is, I mean, and kind of tying this together with what we originally mentioned too, there is not just a, it's not just fans of DC in general who are saying, you know, maybe you should give this movie a shot. 
they are losing their minds so much so that they have started a petition on change.org to eliminate the website Rotten Tomatoes because they feel that Rotten Tomatoes is biased against DC movies. Yeah, good good luck with that, by the way. Yeah, I know. And, <laughs> and Eric, I want to give you the floor for this one because you made a really, really good point about this. Because let's let, let me just set the tone here right now. Okay, so DC is owned by Warner Brothers, right? So Warner Brothers is the one who distributed and produced this movie, both Batman uh, vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, and Suicide Squad. Go ahead, Eric. It's all yours, man. Well, if you do a little bit of research, you'll find that – um, Warner Brothers is actually a part owner of Rotten Tomatoes, so mm. it would be counterproductive for them to yeah. to bash their own movies. Yeah, and also isn't Rotten? I could be wrong about this part, but isn't Rotten Tomatoes like a a conglomeration of a bunch of other like yeah? It's, it's an, like it's an aggregate. Yeah, it's, it's an it's, average. Yeah, yeah, it's an average of other movie reviews. Like that so it's not even yeah. like Rotten yeah. Tomatoes is also integrated. I don't know if those of you that have Comcast Xfinity, yeah. uh, Rotten Tomatoes is. They're not is, paying us yet, so don't say that too loud. Well, okay. I'm not going to say anything negative or positive, but <laughs> they just—they're um, there, you know. Hey, there it the is. Rot- the Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> views, like when you look for a movie on Comcast Xfinity, like they're on demand. Yep. The Rotten oh, Tomatoes. Oh, that's right. They use that. Yeah. It's part of the uh, information that you yep. get about the movie. Yep. It's cool. ab- absolutely part of the on-demand service, and and not just the on-demand service, but any show or movie and or whatever. Really, with all of this, though, it just raises it raises the question of what is too far with political correctness because. For somebody to say you're giving bad reviews to the things that I like, you need to go away. Like, and, and I don't does, really think there's any credence. I don't think it'll ever actually happen. I don't think a change.org petition is going to do shit because can they really shut it down? Theoretically, I don't think so, and I don't think it really applies. Poli- I don't think the term political correctness really applies uh, in that situation because yeah, when you talk about what political correctness actually means, yeah, uh, you know, it it implies political aspects <laughs> yeah okay so and and, and, and i don't speaking, think the rating of a movie really has much political ties well and the reason i say that too is because what movie it is yeah and, that, yeah and that's the thing is they even say too that oh well the reason why it's getting bad reviews is politics because um marvel has a stake in this and they're um, the reviewers are being paid by disney so that's why i'm saying political because there's things behind the scenes that are being uh interacted with and people are calling foul and they're saying Oh, well, these reviewers, uh, if you look at all the Marvel movies and all the Disney movies, they're giving great reviews to those, and they're only giving bad reviews to the DC and uh, Warner Brothers movies. And it just I, – I personally don't see it, and I think it's it's kind of ridiculous to even assume such, but, I mean, just like I, with I anything else. I have a theory. I have, I, I have a theory here, guys. Okay. And, and, you know, work with me here. Consider this. Um all Warner Brothers has to do in order to uh, to have their their movies be um, be rated on a, on a similar scale to to those of Disney and those of Mar- you know Marvel, who is of course under Disney, is uh, to uh, publish movies that are on the same level of quality as I as Marvel and Disney. I knew you were going to say that. And as soon as they start, as soon as they start, uh, you know, really just looking at just looking at quality, not money, not, you know, it's not about throwing money at, at Zack Snyder. It's about producing movies that are of a high quality stories uh, that that make sense, that are true to characters. Um, then then they, too, will garner the rave reviews that Marvel and Disney movies do. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I don't agree with that. I don't think that there was anything um, outside of the characterizations of the main characters with Batman versus Superman. I don't think there was anything wrong with that movie. 
and it got universally panned, and I don't really understand why it did. You're um, okay with that plot? Um, <laughs> I Your mom's name is my mom's name. We should be friends. Let's stop fighting. Hey, hey, hey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was so happy to have them stop fighting. I didn't care why it was. <laughs> but, you, no, as yeah. far as the whole business of Luthor manipulating them and uh, – yeah. Now, I, actually, I tell you what. What I had the biggest problem with in that movie was if I'm in a room with Superman and a time bomb, I'm supposed to walk out of that motherfucker alive. You know? <laughs> Wait a How do you die? In a, I mean, even, okay, maybe the guy in the chair, maybe he buys it, but, you know, Superman moves at super speed. Yeah, I mean, he's could... supposed to be able to get everybody out of that room. I mean, even, all right, they, they said, I wasn't looking for it, Lois. All right, that's fine. It starts to blow up. Then you, oh, there's a bomb. I got to get everybody out of here. I mean, the explosion is just, there's no way he should be standing there. He's Superman. Use your freeze breath. Uh, you know, I mean, there's there any number of things he could have done. I remember a Superman. Could have flown comic- around the earth and made time go backwards. Hey, I remember a <laughs> Superman comic book once where he was fighting the galactic golem. And uh, before he, he was starting to punch the golem in what he thought was a sensitive spot. And. But he was worried about the repercussions of hitting this thing. So before he completed his punch, he evacuated the entire city of Metropolis. And then he came back and completed the punch. And it was like you couldn't even tell he had done it because he moves just that fast. Okay? I mean, there's no – no. If I'm in a room with Superman and a time bomb, I'm supposed to live. Now, I had a problem with that. Well, I mean, he was was sad, obviously. You could tell by the look on his face. He was very sad. That's the problem. So he's moving slow. and, and, And you know who else? Who else? If you noticed, you know who else noticed that that uh, that that bomb was about go, about to go off? Elastigirl. Elastigirl could have just <laughs> just just stretched herself around it, and then then they'd have been fine. Yeah. Fucking but then, but, but then, you know, that's Incredibles, and she's Marvel, and of course, then the whole movie would have got a better review. Oh, well, Ooh, but you know, the, the the other side of it is Captain America. Civil War um, was a kind of messy movie. Yeah. Okay, I mean, there, was, there were a lot of characters. It was—I mean, don't get me wrong—I enjoyed that too, but it was kind of a jumbled mess. Yeah. Story-wise, it wasn't really any better than Batman versus Superman. Oh, and, and the, it got these incredibly wonderful reviews. And the end so, was a joke, dude. Yeah, yeah. Like when he's like, he's like, "I hate you, Iron Man. I hate you too, Captain America. Go f yourself. No, you go f yourself. Bucky's a bitch. What'd you say about Bucky?" And then they walk away from each other, right? And then Steve Rogers writes him a fucking love letter. He's like, "By the way, I'm sorry about punching you, and and call me if you ever need me. I think about you all the time." Bucky's frozen, by the way. We can resume our friendship. <laughs> LOL. Like. It was just that's a fucking that's joke, in man. the comics, though. I mean, not the way you said it, but that's, that's, how, the, that's how that the, the comic series ends with the letter. You know what's funny about just to take a little side, side rail here? Um, something that you should all you should all just enjoy this moment. Uh, look up the Titanic theme song. Makes everything better. Um, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. <laughs> there is a wonderful fight scene between Bucky and Captain America. For I think not. It's not from. Civil War, I don't think. Probably Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier, Winter Soldier yeah. where they put the Titanic theme in it at the end of the fight where they, I guess they have this moment. And it it, <laughs> make, it really does make that scene better. It, I, I feel yeah. like they should they should actually implement yeah. this this thing that started as a joke. Yeah. They should start putting it in like every action J- movie. Just to fix things. Yeah. Just to fix things. Um, 
I wanted to go back to Rotten Tomatoes for just a second oh, here. Right, let, me, let me just interject go this ahead. because that was such a good point. I have to tell you that the Battle Hymn of the Republic fixes a lot of stuff. Yeah, too. that's true. <laughs> so, you, you play the Battle Hymn of the Republic behind it, all of a sudden it gains great legitimacy. Now, I'm sorry, go on. No, you're good. Um, and I'm actually I'm pulling up the Battle Hymn of the Republic because I want to test this theory. <laughs> um, but, like, um, one of the things that I find funny is, uh, and this is the kind of shoot the whole Rotten Tomatoes has any bearing on anything um, theory to shit. So Rotten Tomatoes, first off, is not biased against DC or Marvel or uh, Warner Brothers because they gave The Dark Knight 94%. Yeah. Which is, I mean, again, like I said before, one of my favorite comic book movies of all time. That's a pretty high rating. But let me give you a rating for another movie, too. That's very high rated. It gets an 82%. And I want you to just guess what movie this is. Just any movie off the top of your head that you think is good enough to warrant an 82% on Rotten Tomatoes. A Walk to Remember. No. <laughs> Close, but no. Eric, any guess? Uh, the original Independence Day. Okay. All right. That was a good guess, but no. Uh, Yuli, any guess? Uh, well, I actually, I can't guess because I'm on the Rotten Tomatoes site right now. Oh, you are? So. Oh. <laughs> Go ahead and play that Schwarzenegger sound clip. You son of a bitch. You <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> Kevin, any, any guess Any guess on this one? Mm, I'm going to guess uh, one of one of Disney's sort of thing, like maybe a Toy Story or something. Okay. Inside Out? 82. Um, uh, you mean like the cartoon or the porno? Because that's two oh, different the car- movies. The cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> the cartoon. <laughs> do, they, do they rate pornos? <laughs> it's, a different, it's a different website. It's spelled differently. Um, but Sharknado. What? It's an 82%. How is that possible? So all I have to say to this... Because it's amazing? Okay. First off, it's amazing because it sucks, okay? But, like, (laughs) to give this an 82 and then for people to bitch about Suicide Squad getting what is right now a 29%, Rotten Tomatoes doesn't mean shit to anything, ever. Like, you gave Sharknado an 82, and I can guarantee you it was a bunch of hipsters who were like, oh, I'm gonna like this because it's ironic. Like, (laughs) it it doesn't mean anything, so... That's only because they don't know what ironic actually means. Exactly. I had one guy in an interview. <laughs> they were big fans of that song by Alanis Morissette. Exactly. I had a guy interviewed when I was working at a retail establishment, and I interviewed him, and we were, uh, he was like, oh, you have a beard, too. And I was like, yeah, good for you, man. You have a beard. He's like, oh, the only reason I have my beard is because it's ironic. And I, it, stopped, <laughs> it stopped the interview dead in its tracks. I was like, hold on. Wait, what? Well, because you're not supposed to have a beard for a job. Motherfucker, I have a beard, and I have the job. I'm the one hiring you. What the hell are you talking about? Do you know what this word means, or do you just say shit? <laughs> just things come out of your mouth. Shamalama ding dong. Give peace a chance. Like just words falling out of your mouth. Like ah. Now the tuxedos just kind of seem fucked up. True. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's very important to some people to appear to be intelligent. Yeah, yeah. I actually lost a job because I sounded too intelligent. You can ask Kevin about that. True story. So, true, true, true story. Try. I had tr- I applied for a job yeah. at a pizza place. As... Hang on. I want to test. I want to test Yuli's theory. Go ahead and keep talking about this. Okay. Hang on. I'm waiting for my cue. I applied for a job at a pizza place. Now, uh, this pizza place position of opening was for assistant manager of a pizza place. I showed up unshaven in pajamas, and <laughs> and I was very cocky through the whole interview. Uh, I told him that he should go ahead and crumple up any other application for this position because I was the man for the job. And I got the job. That's not a joke. That is a true story. It was on that day in a hot August summer heat that EK the DJ secured the job with Pizza Hut as an assistant manager, a key holder, if you will. 
and you're I, right, Yuli. This totally does. Work. I'm telling you. And they gave and they gave me the insane, the insane compensation of seven seventy five an hour. <laughs> Ek Ooh. the DJ was compensated an entire fifty cents more than minimum wage to be the person in charge of counting the money at the end of the shift. And when the locking shift, the store and setting the alarm. When the shift was over, and, G- and EK the DJ looked over the battlefield, he had known that he had won the day with that extra 50 cents an hour he was receiving. I can't tell you how many pizzas were dropped that day. <laughs> <laughs> but I can well, tell you. Well, you know, back in my day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my it God. Was, <laughs> minimum wage was a mere $4.25. 4 25 it's not even enough for half of a candy bar these days. Just ask Yuli. Ooh. Old yeah, people do. I remember Ouch. when comic books were 20 cents a piece. Hand drawn by General. You could still get comic books for 20 cents a piece. You just have to go to yard sales. Yeah, that's true. And find like an old lady whose son died too young. And uh, Wow, that's, that's dark, man. I guess it works with Battle Hymn on the Republic, though, doesn't it? <laughs> you know, just an, an, an old lady whose son went off to war and didn't, didn't come back. His son, her son would never come back to reclaim his comic book collection. God damn you, Bernice! <laughs> <laughs> Too far? <laughs> Too soon, man. Too soon. So uh, we're in the south here. This is the war of northern aggression we're speaking of. Uh, speak with, with yeah. respect, sir. And, and, like, a lot of the stuff that we say in joking has elements of truth to it. I definitely did buy some stuff, like a stereo, from an older lady whose son didn't come back from the military. Oh. And, and it was, like, a nice set of stereo speakers. And she didn't really know the value of and it. And you duped her. You were like, I'll give you no, $5. No, like I just gave her what she asked and was like, you know, these are really nice speakers. Are you sure you don't want more for them? And she's like, no, this is – this is. I just want to tr- – just trying to cover some bills. That's the saddest thing I've ever heard yeah. in my life. True, true story though. Like all joking aside, like I got some really nice speakers fr- from someone else's shit situation. The worst, and I, and the worst I did I offer, I did offer – I did offer, hey, do you, do yeah. you want more for these? Because they're worth more than what you're – asking she goes no i just want what i'm asking you took you, you, were, you were straight up because you told her yeah. that they were of greater value than what she was asking but in a situation like that she was probably just looking to get him out of the house i mean every time she looked at him she yeah. you know, thought about her son and yeah. so you actually did her a favor i mean in the fact that you were honest about it oh i'd have felt i mean, I'd have felt horrible yeah. they were easily they were easily a 200 hundred dollar pair of speakers that she sold me for 20 bucks Wow. Yeah, oh. e- easily a $200 pair of speakers. The worst I ever did was, like, there was always the younger kids in your neighborhood, and when you were trading baseball cards, there was one that you knew that was worth more than they actually thought. Oh, this player sucks, and you're like, I looked at the Beckett, and that one's worth, like, $200. Oh, I'll give you a, a Cal Ripken for it. <laughs> Loser. <laughs> like, that's the worst I ever did, but. This is a penny minted this year. <laughs> well, they only make so many of those. The value of all this stuff is contingent on actually being able to find somebody who will pay you that. I mean, That's you know, true, we yeah. understand that, yeah, you look up in the price guide or whatever, yeah, it should be worth this. Yeah. But uh, if you can't find a dealer who will pay you or, you know, some fan who really wants it, what's it really worth? You know? Exactly. What was it? Wizard Wizard Magazine used to come out with the, uh, the, pricing, on the, comics. the pricing on the comics and stuff. Yeah. I remember there was an article in an old Wizard Magazine that said that, like, all these prices that we put in these these uh, these books every year, you know, they're, they're really just about a – a general consensus of a price that we find that it's worth to a collector. Yeah. Not necessarily worth in general. Like, you're not going to walk into a pawn shop, show them the Wizard hmm. Magazine rate, and say, hey, this says $400. Uh, you're going to give me 20 cents? Like, yeah, because that's what we're going to be able to sell it for. Yeah. 
Hmm. So indeed. Oh, but yeah, just I'm sorry, just to pivot back. Yeah, though, go ahead. Um, it, it, and this goes under the heading of just because you're paranoid doesn't mean there's nobody out to get you. Um, <laughs> I, I I absolutely think that there is uh, something to this idea because I mean I have personally. I think that fans are angry and they want to exact some kind of revenge. Yeah. And we've already seen how agitated people can get. Just, you know, look at that Ghostbusters reboot and you can see oh, how angry yeah. Oh, that are. was but, that was a shit show. Yeah. Well, but see, here's the thing. When um, DC first announced that they were going to start making movies after the Avengers, yeah. um, everybody was like, oh, well, but it's going to take them a couple of years because they got to follow the Marvel formula and they got to do these standalone movies before they do uh, an ensemble picture with the Justice League. But DC didn't want to do that. And frankly, I think a lot of fans got angry at that. They were like, but wait, they gave you a perfect blueprint for how to do these movies, you know? But they wanted to do their own thing. They didn't want to follow this blueprint that Marvel left. Yeah. And a lot of people are angry about that. They they want to see something else. Which is kind of stupid when you really think about it. Because, it's totally stupid. <laughs> because it, DC was kind of the one that, that started this whole comic book movie thing anyways because uh, most – most of these people are too young to know it, but there was this movie that came out in, I don't know, 1989 called fucking Batman. That was uh, the biggest guy. There was a movie that came out in 1978 called Superman the Movie. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. yes. But Superman, Superman the Movie the wasn't the biggest picture. summer blockbuster of all time, okay? So, yes, yeah. you're right. But, yes, we can all believe that a man can fly. Yes. I agree. Yeah, I mean, and, and I remember, <laughs> I, you know, hey, I I went to see that movie. You yeah. Know? And I'm okay. sitting up there in the theater, and I'm like, wow, this is great. You know, I mean, I'm 15 and in there checking it out. And I, we were all disappointed because we thought for sure this was going to herald the Justice League of America within a couple of years. And in fact, somebody over at Warner Brothers ought to get taken out behind the woodshed and beat within <laughs> an inch of their lives for letting Marvel get an Avengers movie out before. I mean, yeah. think about it. If Batman had been on TV with the Adam West series on ABC. Um, around the time Superman was out, you had Linda Carter, who was in the Wonder Woman series, also on ABC. That's true. Um, Green Lantern is nothing more than some animation effects, and you just proved you could do Superman. What's to stop you from putting those characters in a freaking movie? Nothing. But Warner Brothers, true to form, it's because they're old Hollywood. Yeah. They, you know, Superman is good. Now it's time for Superman 2. Now it's time for Superman 3. Now it's time for Superman 4. Hell, I went to a uh, convention in 1980 in New York. And they were handing out buttons that said 1980, the year of the Batman. And as you so deftly pointed out a couple of seconds ago, yep. it, it wasn't until 1989 yep. that they came out with Batman. Yeah. So you know, And then they got into the endless cycle of sequels with Batman, where here was Marvel as an independent studio trying something new. Hey, let's see if we can have these standalone movies and if we can launch this into something greater. And... You know, so of course nobody had seen anything like this, and yeah. fans love. I mean, I know I loved it at the end of Iron Man, where all of a sudden, you know, here's uh, Samuel L. Jackson, Nick Fury uh, shows going up. up as Nick, Nick motherfucking Fury. Fury. Yeah, this was. I mean, and of course everybody knew that if you had read the Ultimates, yeah. you saw you know who they had drawn as Samuel L. Jackson clearly, and you're like, wow, this is going to be really great. You know, I mean, and. They, they got more of the stuff. I mean, even though I wasn't a huge fan of the Ultimate Universe, they got more of the stuff right than they did wrong. Yeah. Kind of a mashup of, you know, uh, Earth 616 and the Ultimate Universe. But Thor, 
Captain America, you got Iron Man, and hey, yeah, you know, it's like you sneak in Hawkeye in the middle of this stuff in places, you know, you sneak in the Black Widow, I mean, it's, uh, you know, they've they done the Hulk, hey, hey, why not, you know, why not make a whole movie with these guys, you know, and then it was awesome on top of that, yeah. so, and we, we want the DC movies to be awesome as well, and it's not that so much that they're not awesome, but they're not the Marvel movies, and yeah. a lot of fans object to that because they would like hey, hey why doesn't dc just sell their properties to marvel so marvel can do them right <laughs> you know yeah i mean i think that's a little, I'm a fine little with much. that too <laughs> um <laughs> i gotta say though like i almost feel like the hate is a little unjust because in certain i mean honestly i didn't like batman versus superman it was to me it was boring but there were parts of it that made it worthwhile and i'll the part where batman is in the warehouse just busting heads that alone made that it was like that was pretty cool. That made me giddy. I was like, "Oh, it's fucking Batman!" Finally, I like, felt like I was playing Arkham Knight. Yeah, like, it, it really it felt that, like the video game, and you could was, see that they had gotten that inspiration from there. Yeah, and they were using these things. So there's parts of it. It's not all bad. There's just parts of it that weren't as good as it could be. Wonder Woman was pretty cool. Oh too. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I like Gal Gadot. I yes, gotta say Wonder though, Woman. man, like, why are people shitting on the Justice League trailer? I thought it looked awesome. No, I think it looks. I think it looks good. The joke going around, though, is that the reason uh, um, Aquaman's going to join the uh, Justice League is because his name is his mom's name is Martha, too. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is uh, Arthur Curry's mom named Martha? And Martha. Martha Curry. Martha, really? No, I'm just joking. Like, that would be... Oh. It, um, that no, would be amazing. Yeah. yeah. That would be awesome. You got to join your mom's name, Martha, too. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Come on. No, but the part with the Flash... Like, I didn't really like Ezra Miller as the Flash at first, but, like... The idea of it, I, like, just seeing yeah. the pictures, I didn't yeah. like it, but seeing I him like, actually... Yeah. When he was... When he he throws the battering at him and he moves it, like, that was that was wonderful. Because I really love Grant Gustin. Like, I was really hoping they were going to give him a shot on the big screen, but I'm okay with having a Flash in the movies and then a Flash on the TV. I can deal with two different guys. Yeah, I want to... I, I, I still think it's a terrible mistake, and they're just... They're... The, they're going to hurt in the long run for it. For having two for having two different characters, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's well, the movie universe is its own thing and the T V universe also. I mean, as we saw in uh, you know, that Supergirl Flash crossover, they weren't even in the same universe. He had to come from someplace else. Yeah. And, you know, and, and hey, of course, um, you know, they've cast uh what's his face from that other show as uh, the Superman in the, you know, Supergirl series now. So, yeah. you know, it's not Henry Cavill. It's I'm what's looking, his, I'm, I can't I'm even think of the right guy's now. name. Hang on. I got him right here. Uh, Tyler. Yes. Hoach, Hoach Tyler Lee. Perry. Yeah. Yeah. It's Tyler Perry. <laughs> Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry as Medea as Superman. <laughs> I almost feel like DC is suffering. Medea grows Krypton. <laughs> Batman, you terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I almost feel like DC is suffering Hello. from trying too hard to be different from Marvel. Like yeah. making their oh, TV making their TV and their movies completely separate they're, whereas Marvel's yeah. trying to integrate them. They're a the emo bit. kid where they're like, I'm not doing anything like you, man. Yeah, yeah we're gonna be different. I'm gonna go stay in the basement and listen to Doors <laughs> records, man. I wanna say, I wanna <laughs> say by the way, they they broke down with that. Yeah. Don't leave immediately. Um, when when the credits oh, start they, rolling they in Suicide Squad, they do I'm just scenes. saying. <laughs> yes, I heard there was a, a good uh, a mid credit scene. I do uh, want to yeah. say, like you talk, you, you just mentioned the TV, the TV crossover with the movies and stuff. Yeah. So, um, what's the uh, Agents of Shield? Yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of. Really. 
I'm, um, I'm glad you said something. I, I didn't like it in the beginning. I only watched like maybe the first half of the first season. But I recently I've been bored. I gave it a chance. On it's, they got three seasons on Netflix. Yeah, I, and I'm, I'm a big fan. I like what they've done. I like how they make a lot of throws to the movies. I like how they're not using major players. Yeah, and it's kind of like its own standalone story. Big fan. Yeah, I'm I'm really liking where it's going. And season four seems like it's going to be and Marvel good really too. has finally stepped up their TV game because. And I wouldn't even say TV game. Like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you said you'd like, I didn't really get it in the first season, but maybe I'll go back and watch it. But Daredevil, season one and season two, were bananas. Yeah. They were so good. I couldn't stop watching. I know. Well, that's like, on Netflix, right? That yes. Was, that was pure Netflix? Yes. Yep. I'm going to have to watch that. I don't think I've seen that at all. Eric, that's your homework, that bud. A, yeah, seriously. Get on it, dude. Yeah, that is an outstanding, outstanding series. Yeah. And in fact, um, I like the stuff they're doing on Netflix. I mean, I wasn't I wasn't as – I mean, I like Jessica Jones. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, I'm My problem with Jessica Jones had nothing to do with what they did on Netflix. It was more that this is a retcon character that Brian Michael Bendis essentially made up and inserted into the Marvel Universe. Yeah. And I, I'm not crazy about um, some of the changes with Luke Cage because the Luke Cage uh, who was running around in the tiara and in Harlem and all that, um, some of the, the way he's carrying himself now, I, I don't know. I mean, I just, I, I don't necessarily see this as the same guy. But, hey, what the hell. But hey, Jessica Jones was an outstanding series. Uh, it looks as if Luke Cage uh, should be really good. Um from what I've heard about what they're doing with Iron Fist, uh, you know, particularly yeah. since uh, they didn't want to bend to the pressure and recast Iron Fist as an Asian guy. And I, I said, hey, if you want an Asian martial artist, then you need to be doing Master of Kung Fu, not Iron Fist. But yeah. I digress. So I'd like to see that as well. It would be great, too. You know, I heard a really interesting theory about that, though. And it's the same reason why there was a lot of people who were upset about – um, the trailer for Doctor Strange. Oh, I, yeah. I don't know. Tilda Swinton. The yeah. ancient one, Tilda The ancient Swinton. one was Tilda Swinton. And people were pissed. They were like, oh, you're whitewashing this. You're whitewashing this. And I found out that the reason why they're doing this, and it might be the same reason that, I mean, well, Danny Rand was white to begin with anyways when it came yeah, to Yeah, Danny Rand was well, a exactly. white guy. That was, that's <laughs> standard comedy. The reason that they do that is because China is a huge market for them when it comes to these movies. And they don't want to put anybody Asian in there to potentially alienate them, especially because the ancient one is supposed to be Tibetan. And Chinese hate the Tibetans. So they made it a white person because they'll deal with a white person. They'll be like, oh, a white person. That's fine. Oh, that's okay. As long as it's not a fucking Tibetan, you know, like it's – and apparently there's a whole like strategy around that. And, I, and yeah. it's kind of crazy. Yeah, like wow. I mean over here in America, we're all screaming about whitewashing, but they're over there. They're just like, look, we're trying to protect our interests and make a lot of money. And and this is a great segue back to this whole political yeah, correct exactly thing because all right on the see one hand see what I did there it's solid. like I know what I'm talking about yeah. Uh, yeah well but see on the one hand yeah there is a strategy to it but um, one of these days <laughs> we're gonna make a Charlie Chan movie where Charlie Chan is played by an Asian actor <laughs> okay that, that, to this instant still has not happened okay. so this whole notion of whitewashing and. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's particularly egregious when it comes to these films where there's some and you know hey forgive me guys you know but it, there's some white guy who goes yeah. and he's we're living with the indigenous people and he turns <laughs> out to be a better indigenous person than the indigenous people so that would I mean, be that, that was my yeah. thing with um uh oh goodness come on um the uh, are you Tom Cruising um, yeah the 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 last samurai. Oh well, that yeah, I, I was thinking of that James Cameron thing that was such Avatar. a big hit. Come on, is a, yeah, help me out here. Yeah, Avatar. 
Avatar, yeah. thank you. Yes, Avatar. Yeah. So, um, you know, because I'm, I'm watching that, and I was, too. I mean, <laughs> don't get me wrong, I enjoyed it, but I was sitting there, I'm like, when is this thing going to be over? <laughs> because I could, I mean, I could see a mile away what was happening. They I'm basically like, oh, took okay. the they took the story of Dances with Wolves and the, and the story of that uh, kid's movie Fern Gully and just smashed them together. And they mm-hmm. were like, hey, let's just do some awesome special effects and have some cool mech warriors fighting some giant beasts that have wings and shit. Like, it was, yeah. And we'll put it in 3D. And then yeah. Disney will buy it, and they'll make it into a land in one of their Disney parks. You know, <laughs> we'll make a billion dollars. Yeah. He's talking about, what is it, Taruk Makto or whatever, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, well, clear. Yeah, there only been, there've only been three of them in our lifetime. Well, they're getting ready to be four. <laughs> you know, before the end of this movie, they're well, getting ready to be four. And they even, like, there's a new movie coming out with... um. What's his name? Matt Damon. Oh, Matt Damon, yes. Yeah, the, the Great yes. Wall. The Great Wall of China. It's so, like, I don't know if you heard about this one or not, but, like... I've heard about it. <laughs> it's, um, um, Eric, like, what it is, is it's, like, instead of, like, the Mongolians are the ones that are coming towards China to destroy it, they have to build a Great Wall. There's, like, fucking lizard monsters. And instead of, like, <laughs> and instead of, like a Chinese guy leading That's the army... Racist. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Mongolians are not it. lizards, goddammit. <laughs> And there's, and there's the name of our episode. Mongolians are not listeners. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, man. Wonderful. Yeah. All right. But, all right yeah. okay, okay. Here, here's the thing. Yeah. There's no such thing as political correctness. Okay. Right? Maybe at one time there was. But what this is all about is actually uh, – and what is a more descriptive term for the phenomena that people want to describe is cultural sensitivity. Now, cultural sensitivity is a an actual thing, and that's why it's a problem when you have so many wonderful Asian performers in Hollywood, and they don't get work. I mean, this is yeah. a problem when you have um, Latino performers, mm-hmm. and every time they're getting cast, it's as a gangbanger or something. You know, yeah. I mean, it's it's a problem when you have a role. I mean, I understand about. Hey, we're trying to sell this thing in China. I mean, that was, as I recall, the whole issue with the reboot of Red Dawn. Yeah. When it turned out to be the North Koreans who were attacking yeah. instead of the Chinese. Yeah. Because they're like, well, China's just too big a market for us to have China yeah. invade here. Um, but, uh, you know, people, I mean, we've become a much more diverse society. And uh, there are a lot of people who see this. And especially, this is part of the reasons why I love Star Trek, because at the time, nobody had seen anything like this. I mean, yeah. you had an African-American woman who was an officer, part of the command crew of this starship that was exploring the universe. You had an Asian man who was also an officer. And, you know, I mean, these people would have been maids and houseboys. I mean, you know, just look at Bonanza. You got Hop Singh, for creep's sake, and <laughs> McHale's Navy. There was Fuji. And, yeah. You know, these were the characters that were on at the time. And, um, you know, so a show like Star Trek was groundbreaking because it didn't re- – the, the, the characterizations of these particular individuals did not rely on their ethnicity. And it, it, the, the, it, they, they superseded the ethnicity. Yeah. And so, you know, we're – as we see some of the things that are happening today with uh, modern entertainment – um, you know, a lot of people just have some have some issues when you could go in a way that is more culturally sensitive and accurate, and then people sort of veer off into this other area for whatever reason, regardless of what justification they use. So, and and part of it is about the way that I mean, and this is why they call it sensitivity is the way that people feel when they see people who look like them portrayed a certain way. 
you yeah. know? And I, all right, you know, maybe for some people it isn't that big a deal. But, you know, if, if all you see of uh, – I mean so much of how we see ourselves – Depends on how others see us. And if the only way you see yourself portrayed is as a gangbanger holding, you know, a gun sideways and you got the rag tied on your head and stuff, uh, you know, that that really goes a long way towards making it difficult to form a more positive self-image, particularly when this character is surrounded by all these other more positive characterizations for the dominant culture. And, and, And that's the only point that I would make about any of this. Well, I mean, a lot of people say, oh, it's political correctness run rampant, and yeah. oh, people shouldn't be so sensitive, and you know, this kind of thing. But, you know, there are a lot of reasons as far as um, American history, and especially recent history, why uh, maybe it's not so crazy that people uh, are a little sensitive about characterizations and what they see, especially uh, when we are here in the 21st century, and in yeah. some cases... It seems as if things have not changed particularly much from where they were decades ago. Yeah, you know? especially being in the D.C. area, too, when we have a football team that has quite possibly the most racist name in any sports Ooh. franchise ever. Like, yeah. And, like, it's so funny when people are like, well, it's an honor. It's an on- We're honoring them. And the only people <laughs> you hear screaming this are white people that are Redskins fans. And I, and I really didn't even want to use the name, so I apologize. Uh, Washington football fans. Like – They'll scream at the top of their lungs, well, we're honoring them, we're honoring them, we're honoring them. Really, white boy, you are? Are you sure? Because you don't know for sure. And, like, that's what bothers me the most about it. But also, too, with Star Trek, I think it's funny that they did such a good job with Star Trek being racially diverse, except when it comes to Khan Noonien Singh, who is supposed to be Indian. He's supposed to be an Indian Sikh, and he was played by a Mexican dude and an English dude. Like, you couldn't find a good Bollywood actor to be Khan? Like, I mean, it's... (laughs) There's a lot of them out there. I've seen them. There's movies everywhere. Yeah. Well, you know, Ricardo Maltaban was getting work back in those days. Yeah. (laughs) He just just happened to be on set hanging around Desilu Studios at the time. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you want to be Khan? Oh, of course I want to be Khan. I think, you know, they used to do these uh, multiple casting deals. He was probably on an episode of Mission Impossible or... Uh, Manix or something. It was I just, like, hey, I just finished the recording. Too, dude. I just finished the recording. Fantasy Island. I can fit the scene. Well, it, it, but it, it, casting him yeah. certainly was not as egregious as Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> as Whitey McWhiterson. Yeah, I know, right? Like, crazy. The whitest dude ever to exist. Like, <laughs> and in a British accent, he said, <laughs> "My name is Khan Noonien Singh." <laughs> it's like. Do Is ha- it really? That's one of those. Do you have hey, Con, have- you're not yourself. Have a Snickers. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, he comes back with a turban. Jesus. <laughs> better? Oh, my God. Oh, much, much better. Much better. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> so, one of the things I wanted to talk about, too, uh, moving on to our next topic here. Um, you haven't gotten to see it yet, so I promise we will not spoil any of the surprises. But no, it's okay. Your I mean, next you know, our, listeners, our listeners want to hear certain yes. things. It's not a problem. Okay. Your next Netflix voyage needs to be to watch the show Stranger Things. I, I can attest to this. I know that Eric can attest to this. Oh, yeah. I know that EK the DJ can attest to this as well. But I also know that Mr. Kevin Goswan can attest to this as well. The show is fantastic. I enjoy so good. every minute of it. And, and it's just to give you kind of a, a quick hitter on, on what it's about. It's set in the 1980s. But it is so... It's like it was filmed in the 80s, too, by, like, Richard Donner or by Steven Spielberg, and it was written by Stephen King. It has that feel. It feels like it's from the 80s. It, it pulls these homages and these 
little scenes that are that are almost exactly the same from 80s movies, but it's not a ripoff. Like, you can tell that this person, the guys who directed this, are paying very careful homage to their predecessors. And it's just so well done. It's um, it's a group of, of, of friends that I want to say they're, like, in middle school, aren't they? Yeah, like yeah. 11. Yeah, like 11 or 12. They're in middle school. And they come together. They play Dungeons and Dragons. They ride their bikes to the woods. You know, stuff like that. Things that kids in the 80s did. And one of the kids goes missing. And it's not as it appears. Because the adults are like, oh, it's just a missing kid's uh, situation. And it's probably his father or a family member that has him. And then nothing is, is as it appears as we start to unravel things. It's, it's paranormal. It's supernatural. There's alternate dimensions. There's demons and monsters and all sorts of crazy shit. There's a girl with awesome telepathic powers who probably is now at the Xavier Institute. Like, there's just all <laughs> sorts of cool shit going on in this show. Um, and I absolutely loved it. Um, and it's kind of basing it around a, a classic 80s game yeah. that, that I actually play with a group of friends, started playing again recently. Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah. Yeah. And so it, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's been getting rave reviews online. And actually, if one were at their computer right now and wanted to see a review of it, you could go to comicsonline.com right now and search Stranger Things and you could see a review of the show written by yours truly. Mike Lunsford, um, which, I mean, if you were going to a review a review, I would say that it was five stars, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, easily. Okay. Easy, like, without much yeah. thought. It's a five-star review. I review yeah. your review as five stars. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that, Kevin, yeah, especially was... since you're my boss. So. Very well written. <laughs> um, wh- Kevin, any, anything that I missed on this one? Uh, anything that you wanted to point out about the show that you really liked or maybe something you didn't like? Yeah, I, I need to point something out, and it's kind of uh, – you know, tangential, kind of a little bit, little bit meta. Okay. Um, I, I was doing some, um, shall we say, I, I was, I was searching the internet for some. Uh, uh, oh God. What's the word? <laughs> Educational materials, and I may have come across uh, Barb porn. Um, you know Barb. Oh God, Barb porn. As this, this, I'm gonna send you the link. Okay. Uh, and listeners, if you want this link, just email podcast at comicsonline.com <laughs> and somehow prove that you're at least 18, and I will send you the link as well. There yeah. is this, there is a, a specialty actress, shall we say, that looks just like Barb. Are you serious? She is having a great time. So, you, uh, Yuli, to kind of paint a picture for you with words, um, girls that were not as attractive in the 80s oftentimes would have their hair all up. But they would also have very large, almost Tootsie-esque glasses, like giant frames. Like Thelma from Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Like the girl whose name I can't remember from Goonies. Oh, uh, Martha Plimpton. That's the one. There you Martha. go. Martha. Yeah. Martha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The girl from Goonies is the father or mother of Batman and Superman. And apparently <laughs> apparently Aquaman, too. Um, Worlds collide. But that's Barb. Barb is the... Um, the ugly friend, so to speak, but that's uh-uh. that's interesting now, Kevin. I, I'm I'm compelled to watch this thing that you speak of, and I feel like they made her slightly overweight too, like like she was kind of thicker with the, with the mom jeans. Oh, she totally had mom jeans on. Yeah, those had a, an elastic waistband for sure. Yeah, yeah, but like, okay, so where this is all going? Mom so jeans. in yeah, mom jeans. Um, your favorite type of mom jeans? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Can you the ones on the floor in my bedroom next to my bed? <laughs> Horrible. Um, so in the show, um, they experienced an alternate reality, essentially. 
And we're all fans of comic books and movies and TV shows and all of these things, especially like we love sci-fi and the paranormal and all that weird shit. If there was any universe, whether it be comic books, TV, movies, that you could exist in, you as yourself right now, that you could exist in, what would it be? Eric, if you've got one, you can go. If not, I've got one and I'm ready. Go for it. Okay. So mine, actually, wait, EK the DJ. You had a good one. I want I you do. to do yours, man. I do. So if you haven't read the book Ready oh, uh, Ready Player One, it's Ooh. an Ernest Klein book. And if you want to watch our interview with Ernie Klein, just go to comicsonline.com and are search you, for Are you for real well, right now? Klein. Yeah, of course. That's awesome. We have shameless we plugs interview for everyone. Yeah. That makes me so happy because I'm definitely going to check that out Because we're everything geek pop culture. Uh, but anyway, I read I read this book Shameless and books. and it is it is almost like it's what the Matrix should have been. Yeah, like it's 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 so on the realm of of possibility, and it, it they've created this immersive virtual reality experience with these haptic suits, and uh, they've they've pretty much put everything. That would be inconvenient about life. Like no, kids don't go to school anymore. They put on their haptic gloves and their VR, uh, their VR visors, and they sit in a world classroom environment, kind of like Second Life, but in VR. Yeah. Um, but I think that would be such a cool world to live in, where you know, oh, I got to go to work. Let me just put on my visor and my gloves and uh, go, like go into work and not leave my house. Yeah. Uh, let me shop on Amazon, but actually feel like I'm walking through a store without having to actually stand up or walk anywhere. So what you're saying is, is you don't want to ever leave the house. I, I don't want to move. <laughs> I just want to. I just want to be home and not move. Just in a, a permanent stasis. Can I be like? Can I be like the fat people in that movie Wally? <laughs> <laughs> just just sitting in a chair that reclines, like uh, like on a rascal. Whenever you need yeah. to move somewhere, just yeah. Throwing popcorn at my mouth, hoping that I hit it. And, like, having a Roomba come and clean up what I don't. See, yours is so <laughs> adult and realistic because you're just like, I don't want to do things. I just want to lay here. Well, also, like, like yeah. later on later on in the book, you know, they, they end up, like, on these adventures where they yeah. got armor and, like, yeah. and these weapons and they're fighting yeah. these massive battles. And, like, yeah. and, and from the safety of a haptic suit and chair, like, I'm not going to get – I'm not going to actually die. I'm just going to have to start over at level one. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm okay with that. Like, go steal some let me go have else, let me yeah. go have a, a realistic feeling adventure where yeah. I actually feel like I'm I'm swinging a sword and, and doing these awesome feats of instead of doing what I did when I was 19 and just joined the military because that was the only option at the time without so. without the fear of real bullets going through my head. Like that just sounds amazing to me. <laughs> See, I'm going I'm going much more a little kid. Um, I want to I want to exist in the Star Wars realm. Yeah, that would be I, a cool one. I want to be able to hop from planet to planet on a ship that can travel at hyperspace. I, I want to be able to learn about a mystical force that binds all things in the universe together. I want to have a lightsaber. I want to potentially be a good guy, and then maybe something pisses me off, and I kill all of my friends, and then turn to the dark side, and then turn well, back wait, at the wait, end wait. so it's all okay. But, but here's the thing. <laughs> you, you, you're you're actually going against – sorry, I'm standing in the hallway. This is no good. It's okay. Um, you're you're – you're going against what you what you said I'll, earlier, I know. which is you're you're going as yourself. If you're going as yourself, that's different than going as 
a you know a different uh, you know a different race or you know if you're a mutant or a Jedi or a Kevin I'm, Time Ju- I'm Lord Jewish or something that, like that you know what Jewish means when you're in the galaxy right it means that I have Jedi powers Jedi totally it's the the, the, um, the force Jewi is not the same as Jedi <laughs> the force is suppressed on Earth okay once you leave Earth <laughs> all things are possible. That's why there's no Jedi's here. Uh, and Convenient. I, I'd, like a, I'd like a droid and maybe perhaps some powers. <laughs> and I have the same. I, oh, but I don't work on Saturdays, so don't schedule me anything. <laughs> what, planet, what planet has the best bagels? Is that Kashyyyk? Does Kashyyyk have good bagels? Is that Tantan Kosher? <laughs> that lightsaber was blessed by a Jedi before you sliced open the Tantan, right? <laughs> Jewish Jedi's. <laughs> Jewise. Judas. Judas. <laughs> I think we've got the next spoof movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. Oh. That was yeah. good. Obi-Wan, could you could you not yell? I I, I have a headache. Uh, yeah, that I mean, yeah, I think we could do that. So I went I went with the same line of thinking that yeah. uh, that Kevin had, like yeah. going as myself cuz yeah. you know, my initial thought is like Marvel, DC universe, course, yeah, yeah. I, want, I want to be Batman. That's but, too dangerous if you go yeah. as yourself in those it, universes. Yo, you're exactly. Getting, you're getting crushed by the uh, the Chitari uh, yeah. giant worm thing that was flying through the air. Yeah, yeah I'm going to last about a day. You're dying in Brooklyn, yeah. Like, yeah. It's not, yeah, you're not getting out. <laughs> but uh <clears throat> so I I went fairly kitty with it too. Um, I would like to live in, in the world of Pokemon. You would want to be a Pokemon or a Poke Trainer? Live in the world of Pokemon. And be a Poke Trainer? Be myself and become a Pokemon Trainer. Eric, can I can I let you in on a secret? They yeah. have this game called Pokemon Go. Oh, I know. And you can pretty much do that. Yeah, but you, th- you got you yeah. to remember, if you remember like the TV show, because I watched it when I was young, Yeah. every female was attractive. Like, everywhere. It was just, like, <laughs> a perfect world. You ran around. You didn't really have a job. You ran yep. around. You caught Pokemon. Like, you got in fights with people, but you didn't actually have to fight. You just th- threw a monster out and let it fight for you. I mean... You need to start playing that music right now. You just throw you just throw balls, and, and monsters come out of them. Like in real life. You're not even going to give your, yourself a rim shot on that one? <laughs> <laughs> you're doing shtick over there, and you're not even working this. Those of us <laughs> who have got monsters will be able to tell you. <laughs> um, I guess if – okay, so if I if I have to suspend belief and, and I don't have Jedi powers once I leave the confines of Earth's gravitational pull, um, I think then I would want to live in the Lord of the Rings world because, I mean, I was in the military. I mean, I would just need a little bit of swordsman training, and I'd be okay to fight off some orcs and shit. And yeah. Like, yeah. A little bit? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. I mean, they don't really teach the sword anymore. I mean, that's kind of a lost art in the military. Um, but, I mean, maybe if I could, like, teach them how to make guns or something like that, I'd be a hero. I don't know. Like, is there gunpowder in Middle-Earth? Oh, you know there's gunpowder, man. Oh, Two that's towers. right. Yeah. Because he blew up the thing. Yeah. yeah they oh. have some type of combustible. I would, what about, I would be a god. What about, what, about, <laughs> what about the Jim Henson universe? <laughs> the Muppet universe? Dude, tell me that wouldn't be fucking awesome. I would. I would. Probably where all the myself. creatures, where all the creatures from Labyrinth exist, and the Dark Crystal, and not, like, not just like Sesame Street and like and the Muppet Show. See, the but problem like, with this is if if we can, okay, are we saying that we would exist or that the two worlds would be combined? Because I feel like that would be a whole new racist thing. Because somebody would walk into like a pizza place and be like, "Oh, fucking Muppets!" Like I could just I could see it happening. And They're the gonna two, get their fur the, all over the place. Like, and then oh, the two old men on the, the balcony just criticizing old. everything you do. Sort of like Roger Rabbit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Know, like the cartoon. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> exactly. Toontown. Toontown. Don't go to Toontown. Stay out of Toontown. <laughs> I love that movie. Why did they never do a sequel to that one? That movie would be rated R if it came out today. Yeah. Like, it was PG-13 back in the day. 
There was that whole torture scene where he like dipped the shoe in the yeah. Oh. And then the patty cake and booby trap jokes. Like yeah. there was a lot of like <laughs> Jessica Rabbit. I mean, yeah. come on, she was, yeah. <laughs> straight up murdering a patty cake with this guy. I saw you playing patty cake with old man Acme. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was my first exposure to like the film noir style. Yeah. Like I remember being a kid and seeing Me that, and too. I was like, "This is really cool." And then my dad was like, "You should check out some of, like some of these old Humphrey Bogart movies." And I was like, "This is awesome too!" Like, so Roger Rabbit was a gateway drug for me to, into older movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad it worked. Yuli, what about well, you, man? Speaking of speaking of, and just to get back real fast, yeah, I, go ahead. I, I missed yeah. this earlier. Uh, you're talking about uh, film noir, and, and yeah. Yuli mentioned uh, Jessica Jones earlier. Um, comic fans, hey, I, I just looked at uh, the the latest. Um, uh, Diamond previews, and Jessica Jones is back in her own book once again. Uh, it's not going to be called Alias this time, but it looks like it is going to be um, very similar in that you know this is not going to be the Pulse, this is not going to be the New Avengers, this is going to be Jessica Jones, uh, and and it seems you know and it's rated um, parental advisory, which is as as non vague as they'll get r- these days. Um, but I'm assuming that that means it's it's going to be similar at least to Marvel Knights, if not Marvel Max. And uh, it is it, it's the, the original creative team of Brian Michael Bendis and and Michael Gatos. So we've got that coming up. I really liked when they did the movie um, Jessica Jones's Diary when she was um, love interest oh, you with stop. both um, <laughs> Hugh Grant and Colin Firth. <laughs> She gained all that weight for the role. is great, man. <laughs> Soft mysteries and shit. Um, Kevin, um, well, actually, let's start with Yuli since you're our special guest. Yuli, if you could exist in any fictional universe, what would it be? Well, you know, I had to give it a little bit of thought, but then as you guys were all talking about it, it suddenly hit me like a ton of bricks. It would have to be the um, original series timeline Star Trek universe. Nice. Now, nice. Um, yeah. That was, that was I, my runner-up, yeah. Yeah, and I don't know if it would actually be the um, original series time or possibly next generation time, but or maybe somewhere in between, like maybe like the movies or something. But it would definitely have to be the Star Star Trek universe because yeah. that whole United Federation of Planets thing, and you know, having Starfleet. Uh, I mean, I just I really really gravitated to that. Uh, and um, I have always identified uh, with Starfleet. I mean, I'm a little too old to go to the Academy now if I were to go there as myself. But, you know, I mean, this is it's definitely something where um, uh, you could have some fun. Uh, they, the ships are s- substantially faster than light. You can get around places. In fact, geez, how, in um, an episode called Metamorphosis, uh, where second season show where um, uh, Glenn Corbett as um, uh, Zephram Cochran was asking Kirk, what's it like out there? And I remember I was blown away because Kirk, it's like, we're on a thousand planets and spreading out. You know, and I was like, oh, dang, look at that. You know, what, what, they cut, what they cut from that scene was he was like, Zephram, bitches everywhere. And you can bang <laughs> all of them anytime bitches. you want. <laughs> bitches. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about these green chicks, man. <laughs> they made it sound like a whole lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> well played, Eric. Thank you very much. Um, I, I would think that if you were going to do Star Trek, you would almost have to do the next generation because then you get replicators and you get the holodeck. Earl Grey. The, hol- the holodeck is pretty cool. <laughs> how much – like are, can we can we do an over and under here on how many megs or actually I guess it would be gigs or terabytes. How many terabytes – 
of porn did Riker have stored on his personal files on the holodeck? They, they Riker had wasn't whole, having any trouble. It, with it was kiloquads. Kiloquads. <laughs> <They> had, <laughs> <Yoda> bites, <laughs> kiloquads of data. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> hey, but do you remember that episode? Um, it was, uh, in fact, What's-Her-Face, who played Jean Grey uh, in the oh, X-Men. Famke Jansen? Yes, yes. She was a guest star in it. Um, uh, there was... Um, she was supposed to be the mate of uh, this. I mean, it was a la Ilan of Troyes, you know, sort of redone. Yeah. But um, and she was supposed to be in stasis, but she came out of stasis. And I mean, she was basically the perfect mate. And, um, you know, she was going to bond for life with like whoever it was she was marrying, whatever. But, um, you know, Riker met this chick. Of and, course, Riker met her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and, and, you know, I mean, he kissed her and then he's like. I'll be. I, hey, hey, if you're looking for me, I'll be on the holodeck. You know? I, like, oh, <laughs> I got some things I got to take care of. Don't nobody bother me. <laughs> you know, knock I mean, first before you come in. <laughs> uh, exactly. You know, put the security hold on the door. Or whatever, you know? <laughs> It'd be like uh, one of those Barkley programs. Or oh something. my god! Oh, the yeah. Barkley. Pro- I love Barkley. That was uh, he's he was one of my favorite characters. I loved him so much. Like M- Lieutenant Broccoli. Yeah. <laughs> well, the whole notion of holodiction, you know, yeah. I mean, I could really see. But, hey, I mean, you know, come on. Somebody lie to me and tell me that's not one of the first things you thought when you heard about the holodeck. Yeah. Yeah. Wasting all of your free time and then missing your shifts because you were stuck in the holodeck. <laughs> yeah. Guys coming out of the holodeck dehydrated. <laughs> bags <laughs> under their eyes. <laughs> Woo! Man, that was a good simulation. What day is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, hell, either that or you just go to Risa for your vacation, you know, which apparently is, you know, one the step up planet? from Wrigley's exactly. pleasure planet or yeah, whatever. It's like it's hedonism is what it is. Um, Kevin, what about you, man? Fictional universe that you could exist in. I heard hedonism and I my ears perked up. <laughs> the way you said um, that too. I, the way you said that to you, I almost felt like you had like a cigar, and you were like telling a joke. I, I uh, heard hedonism, and then my ears perked up. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, you know, now that you mentioned hedonism, I'm, I'm like, okay, I like the Pokemon universe idea. I like the uh, the, the Star Trek Next Gen era idea, or, or you know, you know me, I'm a, I'm a Voyager guy, so, so yeah. very late era Next Gen, I guess you would call it. Delta Quadrant, um, yeah, okay, gotcha. Uh, but, um, you know, now that you're mentioning hedonism, I'm thinking, well, it would probably be one of the ridiculous, and this is this is sadly almost serious. Um, I, you know, it probably won't be one of the ridiculous universes of the uh, of the porn parodies, <laughs> <laughs> like the Star Trek porns or the Star Wars porns, right? Right. Where exactly. it's just like where, where, where yeah. everything stops and then suddenly you know uh, sex breaks out. That would, and, and and that's it's sad for me to say that and admit that in public, but that's probably what I would you know. <laughs> hey, if we're choosing that, you know, <laughs> for choosing, that's what I would choose. I got now, you. I, you know, if you want to say, all right, you know, what what fandom would you want to uh, jump into as you know as yourself? and then be a part of that. Yeah. Um, Star Trek is obviously great. Star Wars is obviously way too fucking dangerous. Um, <laughs> when it comes to, like, supernatural, oh, hell no. Um, and, but, then, but then you're like, oh, what's, what's got adventure? But if you're, if you're in the right place at the right time, you, you're the safest person around. I think the Doctor Who-niverse, I think, oh, might good call. be... Yeah, might be me. I mean, you you've pretty much if if you're if you're the companion, you're gonna have a, a, the best you know the most exciting life of anyone. 
Um, but you've got to be at the right place at the right time. Now, I don't know if we can say, all right, you're going to be the companion, but, you know, hey, I, if you're yeah. injecting yourself into oh, the fuck universe. This. this is our fantasy. You can yeah, be the companion you can if that's do what your you choice. want. This is. Yeah. So we've something. Actually, I, I think that's probably where I would go. I've actually got a listener chiming in here. He says he would want to join John Carp- Carpenter's Warlord of Mars. Oh. Whoa. Yeah. Now that's, we thought that's some we, shit we're, right we're there. Original, <laughs> uh, the original, which which era listener? Um, we talking um, the the uh, the original books? Um, and this is, uh, uh, or did you? John Carter, not John Carpenter. Did you say John Carpenter? Did I, I say Carpenter or that? John Carter? He said John Carpenter. Carpenter. said John Carpenter. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, John Carpenter. I, I, mean, I knew what you meant. Yeah. He did that, Warlord yeah. I mean, that's what I was thinking. Where John he was... Carpenter, Warlord of Mars, sounds awful. It's like, oh, the thing meets John Carter. That's... <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> All sorts of crazy shit. Well, there was that, it was a Ghosts of Mars yeah, he is meant, what it was called? he meant Carter. Sorry. Okay. All right. Okay. So John Carter. Yeah, that would be cool. And Disney tried to make a movie of that, and it just didn't work out well. I thought it was fine. I thought it was that a great a beginning to, to a franchise, but yeah. they, you know, they just spent too much money and didn't make enough. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, a lot, a lot of movies suffer from that. So, um, if we, all right, so let's give you the safety and protection of if you were to live in this universe, you then have something to protect yourself. So a la me, I want to live in the Star Wars universe. I therefore have the force so I can be a Jedi. Um, that, that rationale too. Eric, where are you living? What are you doing? Are you gonna be? Are you gonna be Batman? Are you? Gonna... Oh, it, easy. I, I mean, I, I'd either be Batman or Batman's sidekick. Okay. Gotham City done. Batcave in. Yeah. What was? Look at look at my shirt. I yeah. Mean, that says it. What was cool too was um, Will Smith was doing an interview on the Tonight Show and he was talking about how he's like I'm an actor, you know, and he was like kind of playing it up like making himself sound big and bad because he's will smith you know he's done a lot of shit yeah and he was like oh you know i'm an actor i see all this shit all the time none of this phases me nothing phases me suicide squad was just another movie to me until the batmobile came yes, around the corner I saw that. and he was like he he, he literally went giddy he was like <laughs> total like fanboy yeah he totally fanboyed out and like i would too yeah i mean i could imagine that too like all of a sudden like I'm existing in the Star Wars universe. I got a lightsaber. All of a sudden, I hear the the breathing, and Darth Vader's behind me. I'm like, oh, I'm so fucked, but this is so cool. Oh, this is going to be the best death ever. Oh, I'm going to get the shit choked out of me, but I'm going to fucking love it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Eric, what about you, man? Before you kill me, can you just please say you're my father one time? I'm your father. Cool, it's not my neck. I don't even care. Um... There's so many awesome fictional worlds. That's, yeah. that's the hardest thing about this. Like, if I had, give us a couple, then, because I'll tell you what else. I want to be an X Men. I want to be fucking Cyclops. I want to shoot lasers out of my eyes. I kind of want to be an apple polishing dick. Like, that's what I want to do. So, I wouldn't well, mind they're, being. They're Deadpool. actually force beams. Uh, yes, I know. His eyes are a conduit from another universe. Yes, he's my favorite X Men. Yeah. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> Only nerds like like Cyclops. Get the fuck out of here, Lunsford. Hey, hey, look, I like Cyclops too. He's my Thank you. favorite X Man. Thank too. you. I was actually always a Nightcrawler. I I love Nightcrawler. X two. Yeah. That opening scene. Oh yeah. I lost my shit in theaters. Like they almost escorted me out because I, <laughs> I lost my fucking shit. Like punching people. This is so awesome. <laughs> like I was flipping around like yeah. he was, dude. When, it was when, awesome. When they had the seat, was it first class with Quicksilver? What was which one was quick? Um, it was Days of Future Past. Yes, Days of. When yeah. Did that that scene with time in a bottle and that was that scene was so perfect. Yeah. And that 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 moment was that was that's my X Men right there. Yeah. I would need the ultra fast speed. That would be the power that I wanted. Yeah. Um, they did a similar scene in Apocalypse. I'll say it wasn't quite yeah, as good. And see and yeah. see. 
Superman is faster than fucking Quicksilver. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess that answers our question for Yuli. Yuli would be Superman. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, if I were to go DC though, yeah, Green Lantern. Okay, I could see that. I would, I would, because you know the whole the whole Lantern thing is you, you don't have to be good or bad. You just have to be fearless. Well, that and you have to have power of will. Because that's what the green is. It, yeah, your, your willpower, power, will, that, like that willpower that, thing is no joke. Yeah. In uh, Green Lantern Rebirth, yeah, uh, Green Arrow, who I like to think should have like pretty strong will. Yeah, he was actually using a ring, and yeah. he exhausted himself creating one arrow that he shot at somebody. Yeah, and he was like, "I, I never dreamed." You yeah. know, I was like, I, "I never dreamed." And, yeah, that's you awesome. Gotta, you got to be bitching to be able to work yeah. one of them rings. Man. Yeah, and I thought it was pretty cool that well, when they started doing the whole like fractured ring thing, where they had all the different spectrums, that Batman got a fucking yellow ring because he is fear. fear. Like, yes, that is. Yeah, <laughs> when he put on that, I've when yeah. he put on that yellow ring, man, you're almost was... mad because Fear's kind of the yellow lanterns are kind of douchebags, but Batman got it, and you're like, I can see that. Yeah, yeah okay, it works. <laughs> I'm it all works. right with this. Well, the, the ring it keeps the same. Yeah. It keeps the the uh, color scheme going. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to this world too because uh, you know, I'm that I'm that guy. Yeah. Uh, Harry Potter. Uh, <laughs> I, I would, Nerd. I would love to live in the Harry Potter universe. I want my letter from Hogwarts. Yeah. I want to go to a magical high school. I mean, butterbeer looks fucking delicious. Let's all be honest, okay? But you know, the only thing about that. You gotta have a wand to be able to do magic? No, it's gotta be like Doctor Strange. You put your hands in a contorted position and you say some incantation and you're good. That whole needing the focus, I'm like, ooh, that's Eric separate he, a guy from his wand. Eric has I agree a wand. With that too. His wand is at the ready, so I would be careful. There's actually a really, really funny um Reddit I have, uh, thread. I have not actual replica Harry yeah. Potter wand and it's like legit yeah. replica Harry Potter wand yeah. that, that costs money. <laughs> it costs, it costs more money. money than I ever should have spent on something that's absolutely functionless. Yeah. yeah. There's a um, really funny uh, Reddit thread where they take the Harry Potter books and they take certain scenes of them and they take the word wand and they replace it with penis. And it's, <laughs> I was it's, waiting for you guys to stop talking so I could interject a wand joke. <laughs> now I'm, you've ruined it, Mike. So, uh, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> if this is your first time listening, we're sorry. Um, but it's, it's way funnier than it should be because like, it it just doesn't matter how old you are. You always laugh at dick jokes. Like it's, it was, yeah, like it's, it's much funnier than it should be. Hey, have you guys ever seen Silicon Valley on HBO? Yes. Yes, I love that show. Oh man, that is such a good show. Mike Jones is is so good at what he writes. The one that cracked me up. I mean, I was into it from before, but it was like the last episode of season one where, you know, they were talking about, they were actually doing math. To figure out how they would jerk off all the guys in like the, <laughs> you know, exposition hall. You need two guys at this that were the same height, <laughs> so that they would get equal stroke distance, <laughs> and they would have to be a similar girth because you wouldn't want to hit a bump with going from one dick to the other dick. And with two hands, you could jerk off theoretically four guys at once. <laughs> As long as they were the same height and girth. <laughs> too much thought they put into that. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was, and all, all along, while they're trying to figure this out, the main dude is in the other room revolutionizing compression. Yeah, uh, you know. <laughs> you know that that is all about Mike Judge's experiences with creating and distributing Beavis and Butthead? Really? That's what that's based <laughs> on. Because what he said was when he first put out Beavis and Butthead, he pitched it to MTV. And MTV was like, this is fucking wonderful. We love your... Um, your pilot, we need 30 episodes in 60 days. And he was like, um, fucking what? 
Like, and he just, like, killed himself doing all of the episodes, like, in his own studio, like, in his house, basically. Like, just working himself to the bone. And that's where the stories from this comes from, is the basis of that. Interesting. That's awesome. Yeah. That was my our nerd moment. Sponsored to you by Comics Online. For everything geek pop culture, this <laughs> is Comics Online. Um, I mean, any uh, Kevin, what kind of powers are you having, man? What, what world are you living in? Uh, we're talking about powers. I mean, I, I really like Yuli's idea of Doctor Strange. I'm, I'm yeah. into that. I don't want to have to have my hands broken first, but uh, <laughs> uh, I, I like that idea. And then I like, you know, your your catch-all types, your, your Superman, your um, uh, your uh, Sentry um, without the, the, the creepy alternate personality. Spoilers for a character that may or may not be dead. Um <laughs> Or um, you know somebody along those lines, your 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 ubermensch types, um, uh, you know, or yeah, something something along those lines. We never got an actual answer from you, Yuli. What what would you want to be? Who would you want to be? What universe would you want to live in? Um, I'm going to stick with the Star Trek universe, but if I could be anybody, I would have gone to the Academy and uh, I'd be in command of a starship because. Commanding a Federation starship is the ultimate test of all of your abilities. If you can successfully do that, then you are <laughs> you are one outstanding individual. <laughs> and you got to think, too, I mean, from Kevin's perspective of the whole porn thing, as a captain of a starship, you've got to be getting so much ass thrown at you on a regular so basis. So much. Yeah. Just hot, barely legal ensigns coming up to you being like, Captain – Oops! I dropped my data pad. Like, <laughs> like, what does a girl got to do to become seen... a lieutenant around here? You know, I mean, like, <laughs> I may have also seen the latest uh, parody regarding Star Trek. The, uh, <laughs> the, 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 not that this is not really Star Trek Three Triple X of porn parody. Mm. <laughs> you know, they got a Suicide Squad porn parody out already. Oh my God! Of course they do. Not at all surprising. And you know what's funny? They're, the costumes on. These fucking things are quite literally. Um, <laughs> yeah, are the, the costumes are are as good or better yes. than yes. than those that you see on uh, in the movies. When well, you saw better. like some they're of the better. Avengers yeah. ones. Oh yeah, there was a really good Batman the actual, one. The, the actual comic book costumes. Yeah, exactly. There was a good Batman one where it was like Batman and Nightwing and, and Poison Ivy and like Batman and Nightwing. Like got like the story actually made sense until like. Nightwing was banging Poison Ivy, but like he was like Batman and, and Nightwing are fighting, and he's and like Nightwing's like, oh fuck you, Batman, because this is bullshit, and you're just you always think that you're always right, and no matter what, and like I'm telling you, you should just listen to me and trust me. Well, you're blah, 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 blah. and then he leaves after beating up Nightwing, and then Poison Ivy's like, you're your own man now, all, and then you know the story <laughs> continues from there. I like your sound effects; that was really good. Oh, uh, thank you, appreciate that. <laughs> oh, by the way, um, you know, and if anybody wants to, because I, I just so happened I was like surfing the web yesterday. Oh, dear. And uh, <laughs> I don't know why, you know, but I just typed in Margot Robbie nude. And there was a whole <laughs> bunch of stuff that came up. In fact, they apparently she I don't know why. It. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> We've all done that, though. Because like, men have no self-control when it comes to their Internet searches. Like, whatsoever. I wonder what this girl looks like if she's nude. She was flashing her tits in the uh, Harley Quinn outfit. It was like the damnedest thing. And you can find this if you just do this search. Oh, so there, wow. you, so right. there you go, listeners. You're welcome. You can also watch <laughs> Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, That's yes. Right. Yeah. There were some really good shots from that movie. Oh, yeah. I mean everything in that movie. Yeah. You see everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm always surprised, too, that like, like some of the women that you find – 
that you wouldn't think would do nude scenes, and then they do nude scenes. Like Helen Hunt in the sessions? <laughs> Not that anybody really wanted to see Helen Hunt at that point. If it was like Mad About You era, maybe. But yeah, like, you're real. Or the lady that played Magda from Something About Mary. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Saggy boots. I just I, the one I always think of is Kathy Bates in uh, in oh, All About Schmidt. Uh, yeah, when when or yeah when she yeah when she goes. Say what in, you want about Kathy Bates. She's fucking hilarious. Yeah, when she walks into the hot tub with uh, Jack Nicholson, you're just like, oh god, oh god. If ha- if Kathy Bates got into a hot tub naked with me, I would stay just for the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Was that wrong? No, no, no. <laughs> First time you listen t- to the Comics Online. What, what was it? Is this the Comics Online pod, podcast? It's, is this, it's uh, Comics radio? Online. Pirate, it's Pirate Radio, but we're all Pirate Comics radio. Online. It's okay. We are not sorry. sorry. Hey, <laughs> it won't be the last time. <laughs> Going to be people coming away with, hey, I got some really good information from they this. They gave me a great internet search. Look, I, went from be- I, I went from being very sexually active to nothing since my son was born, so Cut me a little slack, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mercy, mercy. Mimi from Drew Carey would get it right now. Oh, Mimi. Uh, how old Mimi from Drew Carey. He's five months. Oh, okay. He's actually joining us on the show right now. He's he's watching. He's holding onto a cable very securely. He's a, he's a good, like, key grip. Like, really. Like, look he, at him. He's very quiet. He's like, he knows he's a background character. So <laughs> I'm behind the scenes, and, Dad. I'm not talking. And he's not ad-libbing? How you all are feeding this five-month-old? That's, <laughs> that's, that's that's what you call questionable parenting. There. <laughs> what are you talking about? You're, when you, even, uh, he's hearing all this. This kid. All right, he yeah. may not be able to totally understand this, but man, you he's know, gonna, it's, he's going to be just like my son Jax, who one day will look at you after you call somebody a douchebag, and he'll be like, "Dad, what's a juice bag?" And you'll start laughing. And you'd be like, I just can't believe that my kid even knows this word. I probably shouldn't have said this in front of him. But you think it's so funny that you don't even care. And you start calling people juice bag instead of douchebag because you think it's a better insult personally. Juice bag is a way better insult. Yeah, because they have to think about it. Wait, did he just call me a juice bag? Yes. Yes, he did. What does that even mean? Wow. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Yeah. He's adorable. Yeah. (laughs) What an adorable insult. (laughs) (laughs) Aren't you the no, cutest no. thing? I mean, I'm looking at this baby. This is an adorable baby. I love babies. You notice yeah. the you notice the Deadpool outfit? I thought that was a Deadpool <laughs> outfit he had on. Very nice. <laughs> I'm trying to train him young. I want him to be an ass kicker. You know, and it's funny that snuck up on me too because I I didn't. I mean, I was thinking, wait, was there a picture there before? And then I saw you like thinking as oh, he deliberately showed us the kid and then he took him away. Yes. This is my this is my mo. Uh. Yep, he's uh he loves his little uh, superhero outfits. He's got a Flash outfit. He's got a Batman, uh, Superman, and uh, we didn't half-ass it on the Superman outfit. His Superman outfit is uh, a onesie that is the Superman logo, and then over top of that onesie is another onesie with a fake tie on it. Uh, so oh. when you so when you unsnap the over onesie underneath, boom, <laughs> Superman logo. Dad, Dad, I just took a dump. You're gonna have to change my diaper. Oh, 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 wait. <laughs> it was a super dump. Kryptonian <laughs> super dump. <laughs> I have a I have a Superman costume for my dog. That's awesome. He's got a cape. I mean, and, and the belt. And why, why wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, I the, was one year I was Batman and he was Superman yeah. for like. Yeah. I worked at a doggy daycare and it was a. Uh, 
Halloween thing. That, yeah. That was pretty awesome. Last year, um, and one of my proudest moments, too, the last two years running now, Jax's Halloween costumes have been Avengers because he requested them. Nice. That's awesome. He said to me, Dad, I want to be Captain America. And I was like, you're goddamn right you do. <laughs> yes, like, you do. And, like, high-fived him. And, like, and we were, we were out um, trick-or-treating, and a guy said to him, because, like, he came up to him and he goes, oh, that star on your chest. He goes, does that mean that you like the Dallas Cowboys? And my son looked at him with disgust and disdain. He goes, <laughs> he goes ew, no. I like the Redskins. And, he, and the guy was like, I'm giving you extra candy. <laughs> and, like, and the kid, he, he even said, like, because he took off the mask. The mask was bothering him, right? And the guy goes, well, you're Captain America. Aren't you supposed to be wearing a mask? He goes, yeah, but I'm Steve Rogers. And I was like, this kid's the best. Winning. Like, yeah, I know, right? And he knows what Thor's hammer's called, Mjolnir. And I was like, yeah, you're you're the greatest. Luke is going to be Batman for year one Halloween. So it's going to be real hard for me to find a Robin outfit at my size. <laughs> oh, I see, I see what you did there. there. I see what you did there, the Batman year one. That's yeah, cute. Yeah, yeah, that's the whole point. Okay. <laughs> I was clever with it. Yeah. One of my high points as a father uh, was a number of years ago when uh, both my kids were still young. And um, this one Halloween, I was Batman, my son was Robin. And then the following year, my daughter wanted to be Batgirl along with us. So nice. we had Batman, Robin, and Batgirl. That is pretty awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> And my, my daughter was like, I may be small, but I'm strong. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's my girl. I, I wanted to ask you guys, now that you brought up Batgirl, um, I wanted to talk about The Killing Joke real quick because that just made its debut on Blu-ray. And um, it, it was actually out in the limited uh, theater release too. That's mean, true. Yeah, I mean, well, EK's we, brother went and saw it actually. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. That would be Mr. Uh, Mr. The DJ's brother. Yeah. 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 Um, what what's your what's your take on? I mean, who's seen it? I know you see you saw it, Eric. Um, who else has seen it? Did you see it, Yuli? I haven't seen it. Okay, Kevin. I think we might have lost Kevin. Kevin. Kevin, are you there? No, I'm here. Sorry, no, I, I was going to say was, he snuck was, in and he snuck hard out. To unmute myself. <laughs> I'm I'm, uh, I'm playing with my new Xbox One S. Oh, nice. Uh, getting it set up and adding apps and stuff like that. So you guys need to come over and play some Rock Band 4 because, of course, that's the whole reason I bought this fucking thing. So and I can play you a, see the Rock house, Band dude. 4 his, that I got for my birthday. His would, house is like a palace. It's like Stately Wayne Manor. It's, I would be it's all impressive. about some Rock Band. Yeah. I, I used to get down on Rock Band on yeah. Xbox 360. Um, yeah. And listeners, I need to rent the other half of my duplex. So if anybody would like to rent in the uh, uh, in the Springfield, Virginia area, just email uh, podcast at comicsonline.com. I've got a three-bedroom, uh, one-and-a-half bath for you. It is super nice, too. And it's if you have Star nice. Trek cosplay that you can bring and you're a female, um, as you heard earlier in the show, uh, I Kevin don't want to say that. See, now, <laughs> if you mention shit like that, you're like, this guy's a creep. Fuck that. Look, look I'm, I'm, just saying, I'm just saying the housing comes with free dickings. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you Hold don't it. even have to ask. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Twist my arm. Well, I guess if you have to. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> no extra charge. No extra charge. No extra charge. You have charge. to actually ask because I would never – I would be yeah. too embarrassed to ever suggest such yeah. things. Um, it's, it's, like the, uh, it's like the bong room at the tobacco store. Like they're not going to just tell you that, that there's a bong room. But if you oh, come what in, it, you ask. What was that song that, that Chris it, the yeah. song that Chris Rock did, that spoken word piece, there is no sex in the champagne room? <laughs> no sex in the champagne There's champagne in the champagne room, but there is no sex in the champagne room. <laughs> um, so back to the, the killing joke. And the reason why I wanted to bring that back is because it kind of ties all together back with what we were talking about before. There is a lot of outcry publicly about DC being insensitive. 
um, because of the subject matter of the killing joke, because of what – I mean spoilers. God, if you haven't read this comic book right now, shame on you. But of what the Joker does to Barbara Gordon slash Batgirl. Is this something – It's not nearly as bad as what DC has done to Barbara Gordon in that, uh, that new um, video. Um, I think you lost us on that one. What, what did she? What happened now? Were you not aware of what? What? Did, so oh, you know, it's a, it's not that long of a story, right? It's not that long of a story, and so they pad the beginning of it with with Barbara pining after Batman and fucking Batman. Oh, spoilers! What? She fucks Batman. Yeah, that did not happen that's, in the comics. That's the killing joke. That, that was the beginning. That was the beginning, like thirty, forty minutes of it was the two of them going after some like nameless pointless villain arguing the whole time there was stress there was tension there was this weird like relationship between them and then yes it ended up with them fucking on a rooftop so basically like batman like captures like we'll say some no name um we'll say it's like um egghead right I, I they capture know what the egghead. commissioner feels about all this <laughs> probably doesn't know <laughs> what commissioner doesn't know won't hurt him but like <laughs> they they capture egghead and he just looks at her he's like so uh a dtf like i mean how does this work like is that just part of one of the perks of being a superhero? You can just bang your – oh, my god. Is that where he got the idea with him and Robin were doing this too? Like... <laughs> Here's the thing. It, it, and he, it's, it's not Batman initiated. It's, it's she's pining away after Batman, and she's throwing herself at him, and he, you know, and he goes for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He pretty much lets it happen is, what, is how it goes he was, down. She's like, on, she's like you know, trying to get it on, and he's like, no, no. Well, oh, all right. Go ahead, yeah. Go ahead and finish up, and and like Kevin push said, that button on the uh, on the belt. There you go. That's the one. Okay. <laughs> and like Kevin said, it feels totally tacked on. Does it? Like it just feels like a waste. Of- were they were they trying to up the ante basically and make it have more impact on Batman that that Joker did that to her? Maybe, um, but that wasn't the point. It wasn't about Batman. It's about Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. Yeah. It's about seeing if he could break him. That was the whole story. Mm-hmm. One bad day will fuck anybody up like me. Yep. Well, that and the fact that you got an origin for the Joker finally, you know, so yeah. um, which was a very interesting origin story, and particularly the, uh, since you knew that he had been the Red Hood. Um, but I liked the way that they threw in. Oh yeah, the Red Hood. It's just a different collection of guys who were all wearing this thing, and he just happened to have been the guy who was wearing it that day. And so, you know, he wasn't this enemy of Batman's, like, I guess, you know, we had always sort of been led to believe. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah. I mean, so that was the other side of it. And, and even so, I mean, there's, there's been quite a bit of criticism about the killing joke, um, you know, mainly because it was, um, you know, this standalone story and ended up getting a lot more popular than anybody ever imagined it would. And, um, you know, ended up just having this influence on a greater influence on the Batman universe than I think was originally intended. So, just do you think so? In your opinion, not one of the best. I mean, people talk about this like it is the end all be all Batman story, and and you're not of that of that. Perspective. No, oh, it was a very. Inter- Let me tell you something. Alan Moore is one of the best comic book writers of all time, and some of the stories that he's written um, for a number of different characters. Uh, not all of them DC. I mean, in fact, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of his uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, for example. But um, he really knows how to tell a story. And uh, that one, I mean, I, I, so I'm not going to denigrate his work. Um, does it 
belong in the pantheon of best Batman stories ever? I don't know. I mean, I guess if, if you're a fan who really loves it, I mean, because it, it's certainly very well written. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a poeticness to it that just that brings it out more, that makes it stand out. Um, seeing the actual killing joke, the actual part from the comics, I loved seeing that in an animated movie. I thought it was fantastic. Mark Hamill back as Joker. Yeah. I got I to mean, see the beginning. Like, I want to say like that first scene where they're in the prison and he's like, you know how this is going to end. One of us is going to kill each other. One of us is going to kill one yeah. of us. Someone, someone's I'm going to kill you or you're going to kill me. I don't yeah, know, how, I don't it's know how, it, who, how it's going to turn out, but one of us is going to die. Yeah. And this is how our relationship ends, basically. And, yeah, I saw that, and that looked pretty pretty spot on. Yeah, oh, it was awesome. I mean, especially having both of the voice actors back yeah. from the animated series. Uh, Which, again, another shameless plug to you can hear an interview um, with uh, Kevin Conroy that Matt Cernacker did at San Diego Comic-Con on ComicsOnline.com. Oh, cool. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah, my only real there. criticism with it was the end. You know, that little joke that uh, the Joker told about the two crazy guys <laughs> and what? Are you what kidding? You're just gonna turn the flashlight off? Yeah. <laughs> you turn yeah, it off yeah. halfway through. Yeah, I mean, I just given the gravity of what had happened throughout the comic and that horrific injury to Barbara Gordon, I just don't think he should have laughed at that joke. You should have just, like, punched him in the jaw and broke his teeth yeah, or something Yeah, basically. Like that. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I, I didn't see, all right, here, now we're going to have this moment of levity at the end where we share a laugh. And this is after one of us is going to kill the other one. You know what yeah. I mean? Whoa, wait a minute. You, just, I mean, you just ruined the life of, a, of, of one of my protégés. But that was a really funny joke, dude. Like, really funny. <laughs> and, you know, oh, and your mom's name is Martha, life. too. Like, <laughs> I enjoyed it. But, you know, I mean, uh, upon further reflection, you know, I mean, just in terms of how well yeah. or how poorly it fit in with the rest of the material, um, I just, I ultimately felt that it just wasn't well taken. Okay. But that's literally the only yeah. criticism I have about yeah. so, it. Very I mean, well drawn by, yeah. was it Ethan Van Shire, I think? Yeah, I'm, I mean, you're... you're you would know better than I would. I just know that Alan Moore wrote it. That I didn't even know who did the artwork on that one for sure. Um, but it's beautiful. Yeah, but I mean, is it worth- Brian Boland, right? No. Oh, Ethan Brian. Angel? Oh, Brian. Yeah, Brian. Bo- okay. All right. So I couldn't remember. He, he, he has a similar style, but I, I think you're right, Kevin. So even with those changes, though, it, it's worth seeing, Eric. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely give it a watch. I mean, I, I'm I'm biased. I'm a huge DC, especially Batman fan. So yep. I mean. I'll watch anything, basically, with Batman. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd say it's worth a watch, especially if you're already a fan of the comic. It does yes. justice to the comic. They tried to add more to it. It didn't really hit the mark, but it doesn't taint the rest of the actual, like, comic material. Yeah. And I don't know if it's on the DVD or not, but in the theater there was, a, like, a 20-minute interview with Mark Hamill prior to the movie starting that was actually kind of cool. and you kind of felt like they threw it in there for just some extra filler because you paid for the the movie ticket, but yeah, I got you. But it was it was cool to hear Mark Hamill talk about like getting the job as the Joker and continuing the job as the Joker after he announced that he wasn't going to do it anymore, and so it was kind of cool to hear him talk about that. And he talked a little bit about Star Wars. Yeah. So the question is, is do you think he uses the Joker voice when he's with his wife, like intimately? God, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, wife. It's your old friend Joker here. <laughs> that would be awesome. Guess what I've got in store for you. <laughs> uh, he's a wonderful performer. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, for somebody who um, who got his start the way that he did, yeah. um, I mean, I'm just – I'm you know, because there was a very real danger 
that uh, Luke Skywalker was going to be the only thing he ever did. And especially yeah. when you look at the success that Harrison Ford found in acting yeah. after Star Wars. Um, I'm just delighted that uh, this guy found a niche uh, where he could yeah. continue to perform and his work could continue to be yeah. appreciated. And it could be so very different mm-hmm. from the stuff that he did in Star Wars. And from, from all of us too. I mean because like between Kevin and you and me, I mean we've all – done sometimes at the cons, you know that a lot of times when you meet these celebrities, they're not as you imagine them to be. They're a little off-putting. Maybe they're kind of rude. Maybe they're kind of a dick. But everything I've heard across the board from people who have met him in person, and not only that, what I've heard online, is that Mark Hamill is like the nicest dude on the face of the planet. Like somebody went out of their way to make – you know those custom lightsabers that they have now, like the Force Effects ones? Yeah. Um, Somebody made a custom Joker lightsaber for him. Where it like when you start it up, it makes like Joker sound effects. So, like it does Mark Hamill's voice as the Joker. Wow! Like different lines when you hit the buttons, and it lights up purple, and it's just it's really fucking cool. And he was just like in awe. Like he could have just been like, "Yeah, this is great, loser, take this shit away." Like and he was like, "This is incredible." And, like got up and like hugged the guy. He's like, "This is so great." Like it was so rare. Is it that you see somebody who is in a place like that? I mean, he's fucking Luke Skywalker. He could be a dick and people would still love him. Yeah. Well, he appreciates the characters yeah. that he plays. Like yeah. hearing him talk in that, that interview prior to the movie starting it, it yeah. I really enjoyed it actually listening the appreciation that he has for the Joker. He's yeah. as big of a fan as you or I. Yeah, absolutely. Of the character. Yeah. Maybe bigger. Yeah. I mean, it's always I, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I was surprised. It was, um, Back he was on Broadway. He was doing uh, Amadeus way back in the day. It was like 1980, and um, me and some friends were at a convention in Manhattan, and uh, we hung around the stage door waiting for him to come out. And I was surprised that he was as small as he was. I was like, "Oh He's man, tall, Mark yeah. Hamill's on my one punch list. Look at this guy, <laughs> <laughs> one punch man." Yeah. He's a little tiny guy. I mean, you know, yeah. incredibly talented, but just you know. side note, and this kind of applies because he was Batman once. Michael Keaton, also a very short man. Yeah, uh, mm. I, I met him uh, years ago when I was doing some temp work. I guess I would call it yeah. at the French Embassy in DC. He yeah. did a movie premiere uh, for Live from Baghdad, which was, I guess, uh, mm. one of the one of the movie channels' original movies. Um, about CNN and its birth. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, got, I went up to him and I shook his hand and two things I noticed about him is one is I think we're about the same height and I'm, I'm five, five on a good day. Um, a good day. <laughs> uh, and also he giggles like when he laughs and it's a real genuine laugh. It's like a, <laughs> like it's a, <laughs> like this is how Michael <laughs> Keaton so fucking Batman giggles. Uh, it's, it is a, it would, it is so infectious to yeah. hear him laugh. Yeah. Like you have to laugh with him when he's laughing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's funny you mentioned Michael Keaton because I just I, – I need to throw this in uh, only because it's about um, destroying um, uh, mistaken ideas about things. Uh, and Because and, uh, when Gal Gadot was first announced as Wonder Woman, um, there was a lot of criticism. And I was one of the loudest people because she was really skinny, you know, from those uh, Fast and the Furious movies. And I was saying, well, they better have her working with a personal trainer or something like that. And um, there were a number plus, of women. Plus, she has two boobs. Well, there were a number of women. <laughs> what, Wonder Woman only has one? From what I understand. Am, uh, I, am I wrong about that? Amazon's. Cause, oh, 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 I see where you're going with that. Because they yeah. chopped the other one off. So I'm, not, I'm not even being shitty about that. Like, I, no, they, you're right. 
Yeah. Well, okay. But, I mean, <laughs> well, the comic book Amazons d- have two boobs, but the classic actual Amazons that were, you know, real world legends did only had one. Yeah. As I recall, they took one in some sort of ritual sort of thing. That was a, a- nice, anyway, though, that was a nice historical was... reference, though. By the way, like good, good pull. Like, yeah, you know, the, the point I was making though was that um, there were a number of women who jumped on me because they were like, "Well, you know, you wouldn't, you know, the, the criticism about Ben Affleck was, does he have the acting chops? And all they want to say about the woman is how she looks." And, you know, unfortunately, some of these women were too young to remember Batman, you know, the 1989 Batman. But I, I, I had to tell them, I said, hey, look, sorry, but Michael Keaton, when he was announced yeah. as Batman in 1989, there were a lot of people who were like, what? Michael Keaton's going to be Batman? Are you kidding? He doesn't look like Batman. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm still saying that today. Yeah. And by yeah. the way, our phrasing, because these women who are jumping on you said what Yeah, now? I know, right? <laughs> uh, they were um, talking mainly about the fact that I was being critical <laughs> of uh, Gal Gadot's look, as opposed to whether or not she could deliver a performance that would be acceptable. And I, you know, I had I'd never seen I, I never saw any of those Fast and the Furious movies, so I didn't know whether she could act or not. All I had seen were the pictures of this skinny woman who they were telling me was going to be Wonder Woman. Now, me personally, I thought uh, who would have been a better choice was um, uh, what's her face from uh, John Carter, Warlord of Mars, who played Dejah Thoris. I thought she was good. Um, geez, there was somebody else. Who, oh. Um, uh, the woman who played the Lady Sif in Thor. Uh, oh, yeah. Jamie <laughs> Alexander. Yeah, thank you. Yes. Both of them would have been better choices than Gal Gadot. Although, when I finally saw Gal Gadot, and she had been working with the trainer, and I really liked her, and I'm like, you know what? I'm sorry I doubted you, because you put on some weight, and you trained, and there was one shot in particular where um, in the fight with Doomsday, she gets knocked back. And she kind of smiles. She's like wiping her mouth and she kind of smiles and jumps back into it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's Wonder Woman there. I really liked that she wasn't a, um, that she wasn't American. Like every other time you've heard Wonder Woman talk, she was just like, hello, I am Wonder Woman. And here are the things that I'm going to say. She had an accent. And you're yeah. like, that makes sense because she's Amazonian. She's technically Greek, I guess, is where you would put her. But Greekish like, anyway. Yeah. And – she actually had an accent. Like, I mean, she's Israeli, and she didn't have to hide it. And I thought that was awesome. Like, we're giving some ethnicity to a character that should be ethnic. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. And I, I like that element, too. I mean, I loved everything about what I saw her do. In fact, so much so, it made no sense to me that Superman was the one that took, like, the kryptonite spear. He should have been, Diana, here! You know, and thrown the damn thing to her. Yeah, done like an alley-oop. alley-oop to Wonder Woman. And we just yeah, ruined basically. that movie because it could have been solved just like that. Yeah, well, even so, there I mean, go. I was sitting there. Well, maybe said, Warner Brothers know, needs to consult with us before they come out with the next Well, obviously, we came out with the better. absolutely should. We came out with the better <laughs> Ghostbusters. We were like, why not just have them be, like, have the weirdo girl be the son of Egon, or daughter of Egon. And then she's like, I'm doing this for you, Dad. And, like, longingly touches the picture because he's dead. No, you know what? I think you, I think you accidentally touched on something there. She yeah. should be the son of Egon. You just be transgender. Whoa. Busted down the fucking door. Whoa. And then everybody's Whoa. happy. Done. 
Whoa. Transgender woman. Breaking barriers. That's there what we you do go. Here. They need to consult with us on all of these things. See, Mike Lunsford, and we call breaker it, of barriers. We call and it trans deal. Yes. We call it Transbusters 2. Transbusters 2. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a different movie. Uh, Kevin can give you the uh, link for that one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm sure there's one of those out, too. I love how this comes full circle. We, we, are, we are good at that, man. We are good at these, uh, these segues and bringing it all back to where we started. Speaking of which, we are running out of time here, folks. Thank you all so very much for tuning in tonight. Um, but also, if you get a chance, follow us on Facebook. We're on Comics Online. Uh, follow us on Twitter as well. Again, Comics Online. Uh, you can look us up on um, – what is it? Which one is it? It's Stitcher. Stitcher is the one where we're on. Uh, we were on SoundCloud, but I don't feel like paying for SoundCloud anymore. Um, but you can find us on iTunes. Uh, look for Comics Online Pirate Radio. Um, check out ComicsOnline.com when you get a chance. It's everything geek pop culture. We've got interviews. We've got tons of stuff from San Diego Comic-Con. We we've got a lot of stuff. Can I, can I do a quick little uh, rundown of a few of the things that I have coming personally from, yeah. uh, from, from Comic-Con 2016? Well, being that you're my boss, yes, you can. Okay, good. Um, well, so far, what I've done is uh, I, I did a uh, – there's, there's a movie – uh, that's that's launching in uh, in August called Don't Breathe um, uh, by the the creators of um, uh, of the uh, TV series that Mike is so fond of, um, starring the uh, the the Jaw. Um, Mike, what's the, what's the name of that? Um, what? <laughs> Which show? Come on. the the, uh, the the oh geez, I hate it when I do this and can't remember things. The, the the Bruce Campbell show. Oh oh oh! Ash vs Evil Dead. <laughs> See, there you go. Yeah. Evil Dead the series. Yeah. And uh, anyway, the the creators of that uh, have gone and made a, uh, a horror slash suspense movie, um, starring the uh, and calling back here the, uh, the 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 angry general from um, from uh, uh, Avatar. What's the guy's name? Oh, I can't remember his name, but they want him to play uh, They want him to play Cable, yeah. They want him to play play Cable, yeah. Anyway, he's in this movie as a uh, a blind veteran um, where where, uh, some some, – he lives in Detroit – and uh, and some kids are are thinking, hey, we're down on our luck. We need some money for whatever it is. Uh, we're gonna go rob this this uh, blind guy who we think has money in his house. We've you know it's a rumor that he's got some valuables in his house that we could go and uh, we could take advantage of him. Well, uh, things don't go so well for for these people who are in uh, the, this home invasion. And uh, the, the tables are turned, and, and that that movie we've got that interview with the uh, with the producer director, um, uh, Fede Alvarez, um, as well as uh, these are the things that just I've edited in the last couple of days here. We've yeah. I've got an interview. Uh, have you ever seen the CBS show uh, called Scorpion? Yes, I have. I like that show. Uh, the kid, the kid from Scorpion, who is the smartest of them all. Um, uh, Riley B. Smith. I interviewed him at Comic Con 2016, and so I've got an interview. Uh, that interview going up uh, shortly. And also, if you've watched the uh, the Amazon Prime original series, Gordimer Gibbons' Life on Normal Street, I interview Ashley uh, Betcher. Ashley Betcher, who plays um, uh, Mel. The, uh, the 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 teenage girl of the uh, of the uh, 
the triumvirate uh, of, of normal, normal town, normal street. I think everything is normal in that, except for the yeah. plot. <laughs> um, it's basically, it's basically kind of like a, a Twilight Zone for uh, a Goosebumps age crowd. Oh, nice. Um, okay. It's really fun. Very positive messages in every episode. Uh, parents, it's one of those things where you're like, I don't know, they've got fantastical elements. No, no, you're fine. You're completely fine. This is, uh, everybody is just kind to each other and positive the entire way. Well, that's good, too, um, especially because... It's like, yeah, yeah you, you, know, you, you know, in most kids' shows, you're like, oh, but then you've got the jerk who's always a jerk to them. Yeah. Not really. Not really. It's like anybody who is, like, even minorly a jerk all, already feels bad. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, is going to make it up to them by the end of the episode. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's a, it's a great show, and so I got to speak with Ashley, and, uh, and, and so that interview will be going up, uh, either tomorrow or Monday. Nice. And, uh, and we've got a lot of, a lot more stuff. Other things that I'm doing include, uh, the cast of Archer, uh, not Archer, the, the cast of Arrow, um, and the cast of Supernatural. It seems like there's one more thing, but anyway, um, uh, well, there's probably a few more things. And uh, we've got lots of uh, lots more, lots more. Our, oh, our yeah. usual big, big backlog of videos will be just uh, uh, pouring out of comics online through all of our uh, social media orifices. Um, I definitely <laughs> recommend uh, that you uh, you should probably subscribe on Facebook. You know, you should go and, and star us and make sure that you, you get everything that we do. I think that um, needs it to be, be another band name, though. Social media orifices. <laughs> that, yeah. We'll have to add that one to the list, Eric. Yeah, there you go. Indeed. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so so for everything geek pop culture, subscribe to our stuff, please. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. Um, and yeah, definitely check out comics online. Like it. Follow us on uh, Twitter. Like us on Facebook. I mean, we're on Instagram. We're all over the place. Definitely check us out. Uh, we've got our own YouTube channel too, which is the the Geek Pop Culture Network. Uh, but we definitely want to give our special fabulous guest, Ulysses Campbell, a chance to plug all of his awesome stuff, too. Uli, what are you currently working on, man? Oh, well, um, I am uh, not doing quite as much as Kevin. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I'm out of breath just hearing some of that stuff he was doing. But, um, of course, uh, Fantastic Forum is uh, a... Uh, not just television show, but a radio show, and uh, every Saturday at 4 p.m. on WERA 96.7 FM in Arlington, you can tune us in. Uh, if you're outside the listening area, you can stream us via the website at WERA.FM, and all those episodes also go up on Mixcloud, and you can uh, catch them there, or you can go straight to the Fantastic Forum website, at Fantastic Forum TV. Uh, we have just uh, gotten a interview up with Dean Haspiel uh, from uh, Baltimore Comic-Con uh, last year. Of course, Baltimore Comic-Con is coming up again, so I'm really delighted that I finally got that thing up. Also uh, got a recent interview with Dave Prowse, who, of course, the man oh, behind the mask of Darth Vader. Nice. And that was from Awesome Con just a couple of months ago. And uh, we got some other stuff that's going to be coming out in dribs and drabs. I'm also uh, trying to uh, cut a, a couple of episodes together because that radio show has been kind of taking all my time. But uh, I also appear, if you're interested, on a morning show that is also on WERA 96.7 FM called TMI, Too Much Information, 
with Alvin Jones and Ulysses E. Campbell. I'm sort of uh, riding in the side seat. And Mr. Alvin Jones, a well-known radio and television personality from the D.C. area uh, for the last 38 years. And uh, we have our own irreverent brand of humor and news and information and traffic and weather and uh, information about the Arlington area if you happen to be around there. And uh, that might be an interesting show for those of you who are not totally stuck on the geekdom. And heck, even if you are, if you happen to live over in Arlington, it's a great thing. So uh, those are the uh, things that I am working on that I can actively plug and, uh, you know, say, hey, uh, you know, Check us out on Twitter and on YouTube. That's Fantastic Forum. Uh, and uh, you can find us. You'll like us. I don't know if you'll like us as much as Comics Online. Comics Online has got so much more stuff happening. But It hey. would be hard to, to like Fantastic Forum as much as Comics Online likes Fantastic Forum. <laughs> Ooh, look at that. Well, it would be hard to like Comics Online as much as Fantastic Forum likes Comics Online. Wow. Oh, it's just a love fest up in here. It's just like that scene from um, Silicon Valley we were talking about where they're both the same height <laughs> just jerking each other off. <laughs> On that note... Hey, and, and Ulysses, uh, <laughs> my, my mom's my mom's name is Martha, too. <laughs> what? Why did you say that name? <laughs> well, hey, that means we gotta be best buds. <laughs> All right. On that, I see some rock band coming up here soon. Oh, it's got to happen. I mean, like this house is meant for that sort of thing. Like it's. Oh, I'm about to play it now. I'm just. I, I just downloaded some other things. Oh, and uh, yeah, there's a uh, there's a new. Uh, I just saw there's a new Batman um, uh, video game. Bitch. <laughs> We're all there's jealous. There's a of new you. Batman video game. So we'll talk about that nice. uh, on our next episode, which will be coming out soon. Yes, indeed. But that is going to do it for us tonight. For. Eric Meyer, for EK the DJ, for little baby Luca who's over there as well, um, for our fabulous guest. Again, thank you so much for coming on the show, uh, Yuli. We appreciate it. Ulysses Campbell, again, check him out at fantasticforum.com. Or I'm sorry, that's fantasticforum.tv, correct? TV, yeah. Okay, fantasticforum.tv. Or you can go to um, listen to his show, which is WERAFM.com. Again, Comics Online. Uh, our editor in chief, Kevin Goswan, thanks again, buddy, for coming on the show. Check out Comics yeah. Online. We are everything geek pop culture. Uh, ComicsOnline.com. And you can check us out on all the social media uh, sites as well. My name is Mike Lunsford. And for everything geek pop culture, this is Comics this. Online Pirate Radio. Yeah.